Don't talk to me, I'm making piss. I attract that effect over the I years. Attract I attract weirdos sometimes. And That's your motto. Yeah. Hi, I attract weirdos. I'm Polly the Good Stuff Plushie. <laughs> Got two of them in the podcast right now. Hey, these are my my favorite weirdos though. Aww. These are weirdos that I want to be around on a consistent basis. Yay. These are weirdos that I might want to do something like host a podcast with. What? What? Welcome to episode 145 of the SoxCast. Hey, everybody. I'm going to go ahead and just drop an advanced warning. The next time we do a podcast, we're going to be telling you people to get your games of the year lists ready. So use this time wisely. That way you can get in ahead of the game, have it already done, and get it ready to send in. Because we're going to be announcing when and where to send all that stuff off to next episode. So yeah, that's all you needed is just a nice stark reminder that 2021 is almost over and we are one year closer to death. It's great. How y'all doing? Doing great. You are happy with all that knowledge? I hope your eyes should You dropped that on me right after my birthday, though. Yeah, it feels good, doesn't it? <laughs> Like that, that's Don't always you. the best time to drop anything, like, time-related to let you know, hey, <laughs> check it out. On our way. Yeah. There's that webcomic. I think it's a... Oh, Perry Fellow Bible Ship, I think. Forget yeah. the exact name. Kid jumping up, I'm 13 today! And then it cuts to the Grim Reaper <laughs> with a <laughs> dial. Yeah. Click. Yep. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Love me some dark camera. But yeah, yeah, next episode we'll be uh, getting all that stuff ready. So uh, we're thinking we're probably going to record those episodes on December 12th. So that should give you a a rough idea of how much time you have uh, to get us your list. Um, Mm -hmm. But next time we'll be dropping all the info on where to send all that stuff and and, and how to compile it. Uh, That'll be fun. But good, 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 good stuff. All right. So. Oh, and, and just to be clear, um, that's a that's going to be three entries. Yep, not too long. Yeah, and just and that's the and it can be any game you played this year. It doesn't have to be a game that came out this year. Yeah, yeah, that's how we've always done it here. So, mm-hmm. man, if you if you really played a bunch of Bosconian this year, and you want to put Bosconian <laughs> on your game of the year list, for one, we're best friends now. But two, you can do that even though Bosconian was released in like 1982. I'll allow it. <clears throat> I really like Bosconian, you guys. Excellent. It's a very good video so, game. Bosconian. Most people converted them into missile command boards, unfortunately. So oh. finding actual Bosconian boards is pretty hard because they all got converted to missile command because it was a real easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I remember. You, I remember looking this up the last time you talked about it. I talk about this game a lot. Uh, because I have it on one of those Jack's Pacific um, Namco games. 
And like mm-hmm. I would literally just take that on trips everywhere I go, or just sit down and like, okay, I'm just gonna play an afternoon of Bosconian on this thing. And it's not an arcade <laughs> perfect version. Uh, the arcade mm-hmm. version, like it's got like voice, it's got like early voices, uh, synthesization, and everything. Like, cool. Yeah, from like 1981, it's pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, Bosconian's great. I don't know how we got on Bosconian, but I'll take any opportunity I can to talk about the, the very good video game Bosconian. Legit. Yeah, it's legit. How does that compare with Sinistar? I like Bosconian more because it's not bullshit like Sinistar is. <laughs> like I Sinistar. Saw the map on the side, and I was like, oh, yeah. that, this looks like Sinistar. Yeah, Sinistar is literally made to just eat your money, whereas Bosconian <laughs> is like, oh, you can actually play a fun video game. Okay. Yeah, like I. I, just, I, I, I admire everything about Sinistar's presentation. I just think playing it is an absolute nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, developed and manufactured by Williams Electronics. Yeah, Williams Electronics. Like a lot of their games have very similar. Like if you play like that and you play like Defender things like that, like they have very similar kind of like really fast, uh, herky jerky controls, and they're there to mm-hmm. eat your quarters really fast. So yeah, they never really they 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 never really got out of that. Like all of their games, like from start to finish, just always kind of felt like that. Mm-hmm. So I kind of oh, I, I admire that vision. Robotron. Yeah, like and those games are like that. Those games like I mean, Robotron is fantastic, uh, but uh-huh. but also so is Berserk. That if mm-hmm. you had to ask me, like which I like more between Berserk and Robotron, why are we why are we having this conversation? I, just, I was like letting you. Know, but I'm like this is derailed before the first stop. Man, I played I played a good check of Berserk a little while back. Yeah, Berserk I really liked. I, I really liked, I had a long phase of playing arcade, like, score attack games where mm-hmm. there's not really an end. You just play until you die. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got really into the good ones I could find for iPhone. So uh, I, like, played a, just a shit ton of, um, like, Super Hexagon yeah, and Ziggurat. Yeah. Um, and then that got me intrigued on the other ones. But it's a little trickier when you can't easily play them on the go for me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, are you like me in that you want to make a game like that sometime? Sometime it's yeah, it's like, hard for me to even like picture yeah what it like, would look like like I have ideas and I have like scraps of of projects in Game Maker ready to go but it's just like mm, this one doesn't feel quite right or maybe I could take this idea and combine it with this idea and make it work like I'll mm-hmm. probably like I, I mean I actually did do a score attack game if you think about it like I did Junkyard Dave eats a lot of shrimp that That's is a, true. that is a score <laughs> attack game I actually tried making one in 2013 mm. right before and and like i was trying and trying and trying and it didn't feel right it didn't feel right and then i mean and then i did quarantine and i was like oh yeah little story uh, games yeah that makes yeah. yeah 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 quarantine so it was huh? like, and that, i think that was the last time i tried making a score attack game quarantine like your most relevant game ever <laughs> of course we'll be playing we'll be playing that sometime it'll be fun Nice. Me, you, and Rhett, we're going to get together and we're going to play some of your old games. It'll be great. Perfect. Yeah. All right. All right. So, to my immediate virtual right, he'll scare the pants off you, but that's only because you'll like what's coming next. <laughs> it's Rhett. Hello. Hey. This is like the longest into a podcast it's been getting to the introductions. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> it, just, it just depends on how I cut it, really. Um, I know, but because I could really just start it. Could it. Be, right, I could, it could I could be just, even longer. I could just start it at the weirdos part because I don't know that all of that 
VTube stuff up front mm-hmm. makes much sense yeah. if you just tune into that. So if I just cut it at weirdos, it's really only been like five, six minutes. I mean, I think you did your introduction eight minutes ago. Maybe. Because <laughs> then you talked about Game of the Year, and then you talked about Bosconian. What even then... is time anymore, though? Really? Oh, my God. Really? Would Realizing you... that 2021 is almost over, I was just like, fucking what? Like, I saw a thing. I can't believe I'm going back to VTubers again. But it was like remembering a thing that happened last December and feeling like it was just like a month ago. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, what the fuck? Um... It's going to be... This is going to be so fucked up next March when the pandemic will have been going on for a whole year. Oh, God, like, don't do uh, this to me! Don't do this to me! Oh, my God. Time. Even This even happened to my mom. She was like, Alex Trebek died like six months ago. I'm like... No! 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 <laughs> no. Oh, God. Is, is this just like... Is this just us getting old or is this literally like... The world, no, it's the world is so the world is so fucked up right now that time has literally become like a viscous goop. No, I saw so much this March about like what the hell is happening. How are we like? It feels like a time looper. How are we proce- pro- processing any of this? We're not. We're, We're not. Li- we are <laughs> We're living, literally not. We are living. We're trapped. We are trapped in real time trauma. We're trapped in a berserk maze. Oh no. Gonna get we're getting chased by Evil Auto. Evil Auto, come save me, please. I know that Evil Auto touching me is my inevitable doom, but it's just like, you know Yeah, no, he has a smiley face. It's probably not so bad to get zapped out of existence by a smiley face. Right? Is that too dark? Oh Rhett, you're you're good oh. for you're ready for a podcast though. You I am like a little hard. more than usual. Weirdly, yeah. you are way more Ooh, ready exciting. for a podcast than me. So you get to pick up my slack this time. Ah shit. Yeah, yeah. It's up, up to you now. <laughs> not it's not really a big shoes to fill. It's fine. <laughs> I just don't yeah, have your them. your poly feet are very very small. Yes. Yeah. You've seen them. Yeah. I showed them on the first stream. They're very small. They're very tiny. To my immediate virtual left, he's one skeleton in his closet away from being officially classified as a mass murderer. It's John Thayer! Hi! Hey! How's it going? That's a good intro. How's it I'm going? Doing well. Murder. Got a lot of nice things to talk about. I've had a very big. Murder boy. That's me? That is. That's my brand. That is. Had a had a very busy month, not necessarily media wise, but it's um, yeah. That's kind of like that's basically where I've been the last three weeks. Is that well? I mean, I did one thing a whole lot. We'll probably mm-hmm. end up talking about that, I imagine, because it's pretty. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good thing to be talking about. But mm-hmm. I didn't really do much else, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But you we'll are see. you are primed and ready. For a podcast, you are primed, absolutely primed and dressed. I got my tea. I got my blanket. I'm I'm content. Primed ready and to go. primed and ready. Huh? Primed <laughs> and ready. Holly was forcing that one, no matter what. Yeah, it's getting through. Very... I'm going to say it. Doesn't matter. It's a dreadful pun. It is dreadful, but but you know, it's the spirit of the. It's the season. You know. Or it was a super pun. All I want for Christmas is you. That was a very good cutout. <laughs> Rhett, what have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> 
It's not your podcast, John. Polly decides. Rex, <laughs> what have you been up to? <laughs> okay. I wonder if you did. Polly cut out for you too. Yeah. Oh. In the middle of that. Wow, you just did not want to hear the. You just did not want to hear the Christmas song. Apparently, it just went. Is you all just right. done? Perfect. Just God saying, "All right, Rhett. I'm gonna blow your minds." Uh-oh. Yeah, I have a piece of media that I literally did not tweet about. I always say I'm gonna do this, and yeah. you end up and doing then, it anyway, break, or, or and then break immediately, or you talk to somebody about it in DMs. Yep. Absolutely nobody knows about this one. Oh, shit. I'm oh, gonna shit. say it. I'm gonna say it and you're gonna think I'm joking. Oh I watched Squid Game. What <laughs> What? Did the Zeitgeist catch you or is it something that just seemed it, really interesting? Okay. So there was definitely the Zeitgeist mm. portion. Oh right, right, right. But a lot so, of it was Yeah. Two VTubers I follow oh, also okay. watched it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and they did a podcast and talked about it for three hours, so you wanted to be they in. They, nobody actually talked about it to each other yet, but, like, oh. Rene specifically was like, I got into it because it reminded me a lot of the anime Kaiji, and you know I've talked about oh, that yeah, one Kaiji in the past. Is, yeah, 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 yeah. I know Kaiji. So I watched, like, the first two episodes of this and was like, Jesus Christ, they just fucking made live-action Kaiji. That's, it's, like, the exact same setup. You have my interest. Except I think that show's kind of better. Oh. Like, I didn't dislike Squid Game, but I was like, yep, it's it's a, you know, death game, battle royale kind of thing. It's not really a battle royale, it's just lots of people get killed during these silly games. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one ad, and it was the um, red light, green light one. Yeah, that's just the first episode. Cool. If the red light sees you... They just shoot you. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that was kind of my problem with it in that it's really kind of merciless with violence, mm-hmm. where it's just like all these scores of actors just getting gunned down, like, and, you know, doing dramatic fake death poses and stuff. And then occasionally they'll, like, cut to the ground, and like, oh, that dude's brain is on the ground. Like, it's a little nasty. Mm what an interesting thing to be a huge zeitgeist hit yeah oh perfect. i'm sure the violence is definitely like what's gotten america's americans into it mm-hmm. um i just think like it's really really predictable which characters are going to last a while because they get so much focus during like pre-game like before the game the real life scenes they get uh-huh. backstory well i mean the thing is, in Kaiji, it's just him that they focus on, yeah. and he meets other players in mm-hmm. the game. In this, there's a whole, like, episode dedicated to, and these seven other players that we're going to focus on, and, like, how, the, how their circumstances led them to the game. So you just kind of know they're not going to spend, like, 20 minutes, you know, a long time developing or, like, setting up these characters to just immediately off them in a sudden thing. No. Mm-hmm. Which, again, would have been pretty shocking if, like, hey, this character's story, they just fucking, it ends here. I mean, you could do that once or twice for shock, you know, give somebody, like, an entire episode of that, oh, we just killed you at the end. They don't do that. And then sometimes they'll introduce a character in the game, and I'm just like, you are so, those are the ones I'm like, you are so eating the next episode. And then (laughs) they fucking do, and I'm just like, yeah, okay. So it's a fine show if you're kind of into that genre. The funny thing is, like, 
the twist in the last episode that people seem to be really mad about was one of my favorite parts, thinking back to how it recontextualizes a lot of the show right. afterwards, where I thought the show was pretty stupid, kind of like schl- schlocky the whole time, and then with some of the knowledge you gained by the end, I was like, okay, this was smarter than I was giving it credit for. Mm. Like, there's still something there, but then okay. there's also kind of a season two tease, and I'm just like, eh, okay. Uh, I mean, you kind of... Like they 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 knew going in that was going to be something that was going to catch on. I think so. Getting I don't know. Like really, do when has like a Korean you know produced? I mean, I get that, but this just feels like something they knew they were going to throw so much money behind and promotion behind that it was just going to take off. Like it just felt. I don't think they could have ever succeed as big as it has. Netflix had some crazy stat like one in four Americans have watched it. Which, granted, apparently their watch stat is, like, busted, where it means, like, you literally watch 30 seconds. Yeah, you, yeah that's a pretty easy stat but that, to fudge. But one in four, even opening the first episode and watching 30 seconds is still insane. Yeah, like, I mean, like, when you think about that, there is at least, what, like, 70 people in America? Yeah. So, like, that's, like, what, 14, 15 people when you math it out. <laughs> Yeah. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Gun down and red light and green light. Gun down and red light green light. Like 15 of them. It's gross, man. Can't believe they do that. Honestly. It's funny. There's like 450 com- competitors in the game and like over half of them die in red light, green light. Jeez. Yeah, it's a good it's way to re- weed people out though, man. Yeah. They're it's American like, Idol first round in this shit. It's like, hey, we're not keeping 400 extras around here. No. <laughs> we're, we're getting a lot of you off immediately. Yeah, so, so that's a thing that I watched. Oh, I don't, know. Yeah, I don't like, have a whole lot to say about it because I think if I was to talk more specifically about it, like the spoilers would kind of... Right. It's probably not something you want to spoil right now, yeah. seeing that it's still fresh on the mind. It's so watching. new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I watched the other hot, big new release. Yeah. I watched the new Love Live <laughs> Yes, the same thing. Basically, the same thing as Squid Game, right? Yeah, I mean, there's. I remember. <laughs> Actually, that does remind me of one thing. I had a really vicious nightmare after watching the first episode of Squid Game. Oh, oh no! no! Like just one of the most dark and depressing dreams I've ever had. <laughs> oh dear! But Squid Game wasn't the most recent thing I'd watched because I'd watched an episode of Love Life right after, thinking, thinking this that is... would like that would like ease it off a little bit. Yeah. I was just like, this is the healing anime after the extremely depressing violent show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, for a week, it was just like, episode of Squid Game, episode of Love Life to <laughs> achieve balance. That's uh, very so good. The newest season, Love Live Superstar. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually think it was that good compared oh. to the ones in the past. Isn't that, wait, yeah, is this hard. a show that you were watching with all of the, the facial expressions, though? I mean, having a couple funny ex- facial expressions does not actually make a show good. I mean, that's that's Real. all it that's all it takes for some people, though. If you can post some about it on Twitter, it's a good television show. But then also looking back at my threads for uh, season one and Nijigasaki, the you third like one, Nijigasaki so much. I had yeah. so many more screenshots from those. Where like even desperately trying to find funny faces in the new one, even that started coming up kind of dry. Oh no. Ooh. 
to where I didn't really post much about the show in the second half because I was just like, yep, this is... So, Love Live, the original season, nine girls, the school is closing, they form an idol group. Mm-hmm. Uh, Love Live's Sunshine, the second one, nine girls, the school is closing, they form an idol group. Noticing a pattern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nijigasaki is actually something different, so I'll skip that one. This is the one that goes back to the pattern. Wait, is, lo- is yeah. Nijigasaki like a love live thing? Or is yeah. it its own thing? Because I always just thought Nijigasaki was just its own thing. It kind of is. So that one is more folk. It's based on the mobile game. And oh. they don't form. They don't form an actual group in that one. They're all solo idols. Right, okay. Oh. So that's why there's much less of an overall plot. Okay. They're, it's just the, the idol club yeah. that they're all in. Yeah. And a lot of hi- harem hijinks with player Chan. And there's some <laughs> player. So the, they made a player character in the game and then they gave her, you know, an actual character in the show. Mm. And she's kind of like into everybody. Yeah. It's pretty good. So the new one, Superstar. Mm-hmm. Five girls. Oh. Not oh. nine. Oh. There's only five okay. this time. That could be uh, a positive change. That could be good. We could get more. Oh, more. Yeah, we could get more character development in here. That could be nice. Okay, so here's the thing. I saw somebody say, oh, the Western fan base invents all these delusions like the fact that there's five characters means there'll be more character development. I didn't have oh. to tell you guys literally anything about the show, and that's just the most obvious thought yeah. to come to mind. Because that's yeah. how I would do a television show. Yeah. It's... It's such a no-brainer because that was my thought going into it as well. So wait, was less... the person was the person saying like you're you're shit you're stupid for for demanding and you're entitled for expecting more character development? Pretty like, much. Holy shit! Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there's only five girls this time. Mm-hmm. The school is having a little some troubles. They form an idol group. Uh, I mean, what else are you going to do, right? It's so funny, though. Just, like, I guess the twist is that the main girl, like, the focus one in this time, isn't the one who, like, starts the idol club. She's just going to school, and then some other girl is like, want to be idols with me? Want to be idols with me? And I'm just like, I know that this is love life, but it's just so immediate and forceful. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's just what these shows are, huh? You're just, like, rubbing our face in it at this point. Yeah. So there's only five girls, and I just think they don't seem... Didn't feel like they got naturally more development than in the past seasons, mm-hmm. which is weird, because you think they would. Yes, you would. Because they have twice as much screen time. Instead, it, it kind of just felt like, because it was the same character dynamics the entire time I just kind of got bored of them (laughs) where it's just like these two characters are paired and these two characters are paired and they just have every scene together and it just gets kind of exhausting oh god they just like yikes I didn't think this show was awful but it was just like like you're kind of just like you're just churning this shit out now when I just kind of step back and objectively be like this one just did not hit the same notes as the others did yeah because mm-hmm. I, I watched the original season most recently, mm-hmm. and that one's still, like, completely hit, even though it was which the is, original. Yeah. Which you didn't like as much the first time you watched it. Like, it well, hit harder than the new time you've seen it, right? No, my, my f- history with the original is I watched the first three episodes and then cringed into the ground and dropped it. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. You you dropped it the first time you watched it, and then because after, I was not ready after Sunshine yeah. and Gasaki, you were ready. Yeah, yeah, I was not into the actual idol lifestyle at that point, <laughs> which has God fully changed at this point. Yeah, it was definitely. It was watch the try to watch the original, cringe horribly, drop, watch Sunshine as like a goof, end up actually liking it. <laughs> where it was, that's it was the way it goes. Like, it was that's how it like, always goes. It's similar to you with Ruby when you would be when you were like, wouldn't it be funny if I watched and then liking it? So then Sunshine was definitely, I'm gonna watch this as a joke. Oh shit, I like it at this time. Then by Niji, then by Niji Skaki, it was 100 unironic, just enjoying it. Excellent. Yeah, you really like Niji Kasaki. I remember you talking a lot about this one. I do not remember you talking a lot about this one. Yeah, because it just kind of flew by in the last week. Again, I did. What? I mean, it's fine. I don't know. It's just, I think a lot of it comes down to the characters just not being as interesting as previous seasons. Right. And there's less of them. Because, like, the thing I noticed about the first two seasons, actually, all three of the previous seasons, is that every character would have, like, their one strong gimmick or interest, and then they're also an idol. Mm-hmm. So, like, Sunshine has, like, the girl who likes swimming or the girl who's, uh, like, into fitness. The girl that likes uh, rice. The girl that likes horns. I mean, at least there's, like, the girl who likes rice, that's not actually her character. She's super into idols. She is, like, the weeb of idols of the school. Hmm. Like, she does have more to than just I like okay. rice. I, I like rice was very funny. Though. Yeah, I, yeah, like just her rice eggs are pretty is, good. Yeah, but so the characters in the new one though, their interests are all actually more relevant to being an idol. Where like the main girl, Canon, she likes singing, and then her friend likes dancing. Boy, those are good. That's good aptitude. Yeah. Like, uh, why can't girls? you be like, one girl likes construction work and she wants to be an <laughs> idol. Let's figure this one out. <laughs> this girl wants to be a dentist. Boom. Like, let's, like, I want, that's, that's the, uh, that's the idol uh, group yeah. I want where all of their interests are counterintuitive to being an idol, but they want to do it anyway. I think that might the, be pretty here. <laughs> Actually. Okay. Continue, Rhett. That does sound accurate. Yeah. And then there's, like, the girl who wants to be in show business. And I'm trying to remember. Oh, and then there's one girl who just really likes idols again. Oh. Mm -hmm. And then one girl who wants to be an idol because her mom was, I guess. Man, one of these seasons, they've really got to do... One girl's the killer. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't save them! I couldn't save anybody! (laughs) Season one, there's nine girls. By season two, there's only five. There's only five now! Big thinky dinky! Who's the sexy doctor? They played the red light, green light game. Oh no! (laughs) And then... Oops. (laughs) I like ponchos. The girl that blinks. The girl that breathes oxygen. (laughs) These are all very good. (laughs) So, I don't know. I was just watching it just like, yeah, this one's just not hitting as hard. And then I finished it and was just like, really, really let down by the last episode where it was like, this doesn't even feel like a last episode. It was just like, show is over now. And, like, this season's only 12 episodes instead of 13, which you wouldn't think would be a huge deal. But it does feel like if it just had a little more time to breathe, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But here's the weirdest part. 
This one has by far the highest score on my anime list. I think that uh, may be, that be recency, recency bias. bias, and I think we'll probably you'll probably see that come down. Really, there's definitely hope. recency. Go ahead. I said let's there's hope. There's ahead. recency bias, bias, and then but then even reading the forums, people were really high on it, like a lot of positive reviews, and like, and I get that like usually later seasons of a thing will have a higher score. Yeah. But I was just like, this one just feels, to me, such a step backwards and in the wrong direction. Especially because Nijigasaki, the budget on that one is fucking insane. Right. And, like, this one does not actually have, like... It's it's the Simpo Gear thing again, where I literally yeah. have no idea why Season 2 yeah. is the one everybody <laughs> likes when it's the most inconsistent <laughs> nonsense. Other than the fact that the ending goes hard... It goes but, real hard, Polly. Even though it doesn't need to. Love Live sounds sounds like new Love Live does not. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, it sounds like it just goes out on a big wet fart. Here's the really infuriating thing about the new Love Live: you never actually see the rival group compete. What? So they just have these rivals who are really friendly, and nice to them, and then you never actually get to see them perform. That. The whole point of these so, shows is I like know. is idol groups and like seeing those performances even the girls that you don't know or care about like seeing that kind of like I, man they're just like it's always a thing in the mid-season where you see the rivals perform and they're on a different level from yeah the like characters. they're like and they blow everybody like, away right like even that's dumb, how it goes even dumb fucking cheerleader movies have that like in the middle where like you know they meet the cheer squad that's like doing backflips off the yeah. top of the building and shit like and this one hits the same beats like epi- on an episode per episode basis where like episode three is the first group performance like in all three of them the oh main ones. yeah 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 so to not have the rival episode in like five or six is just like huh that's the one thing you really shouldn't have missed guys yeah that's so I was really frustrated by my anime list like loving this show and being all oh, oh, oh believe so me good. I was I feel yeah. you on a lot of this but then so here's the payoff I went to the love life reddit uh-oh and looked at the recent they know what's for, up and they were pretty disappointed by episode 12 and, and reddit, I was like, reddit wanted to post yes. that he was disappointed and they wouldn't let him because he's too new <laughs> the viewers of culture on uh, reddit not mal not my they, anime list they were just like really anticlimactic episode they just they made the snow halation episode with none of the drama, and I was just like, "Yes, thank you." Like even I, like I don't watch these shows, and even I know the snow halation episode, so it's just like they do that again, uh, except there's no but, tension. Oh and then they god! Have the main character. Did you hate it? Like when things like trot out the greatest hits and still manage to screw it up. They it, also it, it, have it, her it, like. Oh god! Yeah. No, I also think have, that's funny. I just think that's great. So it's like the whole episode is framed around the season one thing, and then the main character like makes a direct direct quote reference to Sunshine as well, and it's just like, oh, oh, you're really trying to bring back the greatest hits here and just not hitting. You're trying to make me feel the thing again by just saying, look, yeah, you're just you're just being Family Guy. Remember that time oh, Snow Halation? <laughs> hey, remember that time Snow Halation? Later. This may- 
Brett, this got me. This got me feeling bleak, and I went and checked the Ava 3.0 plus 1.0. Oh thing no! To see if the if the recency bias has died at all. Oh, and no. A, it's still very much higher than uh, end of Ava. And B, the forum says uh, one of the topics was, <clears throat> "What other works would you like to see in the Ava universe now that the rebuilds have ended?" Uh, <laughs> just short circuit. I wish my model could puke. I want to see them all as idols. Oh, God, no, they're going to do it. They're going to do that. That's going to be a thing. That'll be a thing. Nine girls, they're all Ray clones. Oh, God. (laughs) See, like, that's what Evangelion is now, is it's just a marketing... It's just a marketing machine. So them doing an... It's like something with idols would literally make the most sense. And they'll do it. Done that with Higurashi yet? I feel like they have. They must I, have. I mean, I mean, they have the phone game stuff, so they're going that route. Um, mm-hmm. There's not been like an, an idle Higurashi thing yet. I don't think. Okay. Yeah, I didn't get any immediate stuff mm. on the Google search. I guess for the new one, the real cynical read of "There's only five members now" is that somebody goes, "That's just to make it easier to schedule these concerts." Probably. That they don't have to get all nine members together now. Yeah. They just have to worry about five people's schedules. Yeah. Oh god, that's bleak. I yeah. really like getting the I really like getting the love life, the idol show updates. It's this whole world. Yeah. I'm, next so next year Nijigasaki's getting a new season. Yes! Finally, and then, I'm just, I'm I'm actually like happy in my soul for you. Yeah, like happy, <laughs> but like can they like mess it up this badly? I think they. I don't know. I'm. I have hope for that one. And even if they screw it up, I'm, they still have the first. You season. You still have season one. Yeah, I think that like too yeah. many people get caught up on the idea that like the sequel to something being bad discredits the first one for some reason. The <laughs> funny thing is that like before this one, the new one, my favorite season was Sunshine Part One, mm-hmm. and my least favorite season was Sunshine Part Two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I might revisit Sunshine season two at some point okay. to be like, Hey, you're not the worst one anymore. Congrats. That's the love, life update. the love live update. Like we're, we're always happy to have these. <laughs> uh, Polly. What? What you been up to? Oh man. Well, well, I'll tell you what I've been up to. I've played a couple of video games, but not a whole lot. Like my segment's going to be probably, thankfully, short for everybody. I won't. You won't have to hear much from me. So this will be a good episode. We're going to finally do good numbers. <laughs> um, I, I just played a couple of video games. I played uh, Nom Nom Nami's game, uh, Drowning Drowning, which nice. was like oh, that, that was nice. That is a very <laughs> great nice. title. It's great. Well, I mean, it's funny. You don't really drown. Felt- oh, John's out. Yeah, yeah. John John was very disappointed when he figured but that there out. Are, but there are sort of mermaids. Sort of mermaid. They're cute green girls that you like. Literally within the first thirty seconds, you're just like, "Yo, this girl's got her tongue down my throat." Great. Let's do it. That's how you breathe underwater is if a green girl kisses you. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's, that's how, how you get. Starts. That's how you have to breathe underwater is that the green girl has to kiss you, and it's like, well, okay, I mean, fine, because otherwise, you know. You'd be living the title of the video game. <laughs> Very quickly. Very quickly, yeah. But, like, it, it's just this girl, like, 
for reasons that aren't really 100% like they're not elaborated on like in great detail but so you like kind of ends up just diving into the ocean because it's like hey I'm gonna go play with the mermaids and live with them now uh, and you kind of go through this little arc of getting to know everybody in town um, really great writing just like y- y- if you've played the Lonely Wolf Treat games it's just like oh yeah like this it's this kind of writing um, there, there, there's some, you know, there's some good comedy, but this one's like a definitely like a, of a darker tone for, for, for obvious reasons. You know, some of these, you know, going to the ocean, likely contemplating their suicide, which is kind of the impression that I got from the video game. Oh yeah. Anyway. Yeah. The, the vibe to me is like something is very yeah, yeah. dark and it's never girls and it's, life outside the yeah, ocean. Like she literally can only feel warmth underwater, you know, like, and being around oh, boy. the people down there. So, um, but yeah, it's, it's a really good story though. It was like, it was way more touching than I thought it would be for only being like an hour long. And then, mm-hmm. and then it was only an hour long because I didn't know that you could run. <laughs> And apparently it would, it would have only it would have only been thirty minutes if I would have known that you could run. <laughs> but I had a good time, like just walking around the town, talking to everybody, uh, and then like the little bits of humor, uh, like like you like how you can get into the castle, like by just sneaking around through the scenery, and the girl just being like, "How did you get past my expertly crafted defense?" Uh, it's a really cute good. moment. Um, I like the party. The party's really good. Uh, a lot, some things can change. Like I, I found a tiara and I gave it to a sardine, and the sardine was wearing the tiara to the party. It was very cute. <laughs> and the, the tiara is literally just one pixel <laughs> because it's a tiny little sardine. <laughs> but you like, and it changes in their portrait, in their text portrait too. Like you know, like where in the message box it was cute. They have the little, the little, the pixel tiara in their. Uh, uh, so that changes. So that's really cute. But yeah, it's a, it was a fun little um, thirty-minute excursion uh, underwater, living under the sea. Had a good time with it. Yeah, yeah. Like Nami just delivers. Like I mean, I think it's safe to say that she's pretty consistent. So like, if you've liked anything like Lonely Wolf Treat, you could probably go play Drowning Drowning and know that you'll have a good time. Did you play another Nami game? I did, but I didn't know if the, you wanted to bring that up or I'd leave that on me. So I might just leave that up to you and let you lead the conversation on that. Because I know we both All played right. that one. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you uh, take the reins on that one. Um, oh, only, sounds good. The only other thing I played was a game called Halloween Forever. Um, mm-hmm. It's a cute little 2D platformer that everybody has. Like If you bought the, the, the bundle for racial justice and equality last year, uh, you have it as well, uh, but it's a cute little like. It's not only really a run and gunner, but you like you you spit candy corn, and you run. So I guess it could be a run and gunner. But you're a pumpkin boy, and you pumpkin sh- boy. He's pumpkin boy is so <laughs> cute. I love the characters in this game. They're so good. Uh, like like this game's got a lot of charm to it. It's not like the hardest platformer that I've ever played or anything. It's still challenging in that. Um, to I guess like I don't know like it's weird to say legitimately beat it uh, because there's no real like reward for doing it but like you, you start to get like no, under normal circumstances you get three lives to beat the game the whole thing all five stages mm-hmm. and you can find a few extra lives throughout the course of it but they also have a 99 lives mode that you can turn on it changes nothing other than like mm-hmm. if you play the steam version you don't get achievements like whatever um, 
but it's just this cute little like game. Like it's got these cute little enemy designs that are very simple and effective. Really good level design that has multiple paths through each stage. A load mm-hmm. an ass load of unlockable characters that aren't just like palette swaps, but they all play wildly differently. Ooh. Like, mm. I, I unlocked uh, a character that, like, the first character that I unlocked was a succubus, and she can literally just fly forever. Like, you can <laughs> literally break the entire game on your first character unlock if you do, like, like, and that's wild. And, and you've got, like, Butternut Squash Boy, where all, like, his attacks do double damage because they explode on contact, and they leave mm-hmm. a trailing effect that, do, that does damage over time. And nobody else has that. I unlocked a red-haired character uh, that is a cute girl that has a spread gun. It felt Fuck really, yes. it felt really aimed toward me. So I did my <laughs> yes, second. That feels wild. wild. And I was just like, what? And it turns out that she is actually a guest character from like this horror uh, platform series that some dude Ooh. made in like 2008 and 2009. Uh, I think I'm. I think well, I'm gonna check out. Yeah, I think I'm actually gonna look those up because apparently they've got some real like mid to late two thousands indie horror energy, and I'm like, yeah, I think I want to experience that. Um, Excellent. But it like Halloween Forever is just really good. It's just this cute little two D platformer, very simple, five stages. Won't take you more than maybe a half hour to complete. Uh, just fun, smart boss design, really simple pattern-based stuff, nothing you're gonna, like, you know, go crazy over. Uh, it's a satisfying challenge trying to beat it in three lives. Um, like, I just think, like, hey, I, I played a really cool platformer that I got. Like, I played it a little bit last year, like, when you got the bundle, because, like, when everybody got the bundle, like, you know, you, <laughs> you, oh, cool, I have 500 games to check out now. Let's look at something. It's not even 500. No, it's well, like, on the page what, now. It's like nineteen hundred. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. They just kept adding. Apparently, um, <laughs> like I go there now. Like when I like 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 I decided to start using streams to dig through that a little bit. Um, yeah. So that's how I ended up playing Halloween Forever. I also played Parsnip, which was a, a point and click adventure game. That's sort of the. It's like the. I guess it's the first in a series of visual novels that I thought seemed interesting. Like, they're, they're kind of like cosmic horror stuff, and they kind of delve into that. And also just, like, uh, you know, diverse LGBT cast of characters. I thought, like, you know, hey, that kind of looks cool to check out sometime. But I was just like, okay, there's this point-and-click visual. Like, there's this point-and-click game you might want to play first. And it's just about this annoying bunny that needs to bake cake, and you end up killing everybody. And I was just like, I... I don't know. This didn't land. <laughs> I'm not sure what this was trying to do. Like, I, I hope that that's not a sign of things to come. <laughs> um, but the, the, the visual novels seemed a little more up my alley. I'm, I'm kind of, like, peeking a little bit at people that have Let's Played them. They seemed a little more, oh, okay, this is a little more what I'm here for. Not, like, like bad... Like, I don't even know what Parsnip was going for, really. Like, it looks gorgeous. Like, it's got an incredible visual style that's traditionally hand-animated and everything. Uh, It looks like cell animation. Um, Like, it's a very pretty game, and the backgrounds are gorgeous and all that stuff. But the game itself is just like, yeah, okay, I'm just doing adventure game stuff, and none of this dialogue is landing at all. Oh, uh, it's and those are like the hard games. Like when you find yourself in the middle of a stream doing, it's like, uh oh, uh oh, we may be do, uh oh, how do I salvage this? We got through it, we did it, 
Um, but it definitely made me stop and think. It's like, uh-oh. Like, I'm going to have to have backup plans. Like, if I'm going to play more <laughs> games blind like that, going to need to add, Like, just in case there's something I play that I want to bail. Imagine getting, like, another something shitty like Perceptions of the Dead. Remember that? Oh, you remember oh, Perceptions oh, yep. of the Dead? Sure do. Oh, man. That was like, oh, God. It's so painful. Like, there's still clips on my channel of me being angry at that game and, and everything that it was doing story-wise. But, man. Mm. Like, but, like, imagine getting into the middle of, like, trying to keep a positive vibes going and then running into a game like that again and not having a backup. <laughs> oh, no. Oops. Personally, Oops. it wasn't that bad. Um, but it was just kind of like weird in that it, I didn't, it didn't feel like it had a focus. Like it just felt mm -hmm. like if you put funny words on screen, like that's enough. I'm like not really like, and the yeah. ending just felt so rushed and just like, why do you go this one? Like, like, I don't know how we went logically from this to this. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's this like weird like uh king and yellow referencing going on which is like a reference to a play that doesn't exist but is a part of fiction um uh, and, and like i don't know why that's there because it doesn't line up at all with anything mm. that the point and click game's doing mm. so it's just like it's just this weird random excerpt from the king and yellow and the king and yellow is referenced a few times but it's just like eh and, and, and apparently, like, that stuff makes more sense in the visual novels that I'm going to check out later. But in terms of just, like, this one-off thing that, like, looks very cool and and uh, that I finished, it was just like, oh, this is kind of... You missed the, ball, missed the mark on that one, little dude. I don't know why I did an auto The characters are there. very cute. <laughs> the characters are. Like, yeah, yeah. I like the character designs a lot. Yeah. I'm looking at the itch page, and it's funny how like all the comments are either it crashes after one minute, or please be aware this is actually a horror game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like, the oh, thing just, is, I, is, like I don't like like oh, yeah. there's only like one bit of horror in it, and this is just like at the end where you find yeah. out that like you baking a cake has inadvertently led to somebody being kidnapped, and then everybody dies because they ate your cake. Like okay. <laughs> I mean, I hate to spoil it, but it's literally, like, I don't, yeah, it's kind of whatever. Gotcha. I hate being negative to small people, like, to small games I like know. this. It feels oh, bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's the alternative? The alternative yeah. is that you play a bunch of little games, and then you just kind of are sort of mindlessly effusive to all of them, yeah. and I feel like that's yeah. disrespectful that's, in its own That's life. not, yeah, yeah. I, like I said, so, I'm hoping I that... you feel positive about it. Like, I'm, I'm hoping that, like, the visual novels kind of end up better, but like I said, having kind of looked at people playing those and seeing kind of a few places of where that might go, like, I, I think that might work a little better for me. That might be a little more palatable. Feels like a little mm -hmm. less... Uh, it, it feels way less whatever Parsnip's trying to do and more like, oh, you're trying to do, you know, spooky visual novel now. That's cool. Mm. Like with a really cool, like apparently it has a sanity system that changes <laughs> how scenes play out and plays oh. with the main character's perception of things. So that, mm. seems, that seems like that could be rad. Yeah, I see, like I see, um, I see curators... And like pages that are just like, here's a bunch of small games. Here, play small games. Play small games. Play support small creators. And they're literally and not it's just like here's saying here's anything a game. about those. Here's a game. Here's one sentence describing it from the marketing copy, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's completely distant from the actual experience of playing a game because that's like messy. It, it's it's it gets in the way of the politics of like looking good by supporting small creators yeah. to be like what's to better actually play them. Yeah, like opinions. yeah, like uh, looking looking like you support small creators and saying it a lot is definitely a hell of a lot easier than actually sitting down and playing those games, which most people don't want to do. Uh-huh. So I think I think I don't think you should feel bad. Cool. I'm I'm not gonna feel bad now. John Thayer <laughs> fixed my Sunday evening. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It's all done. I'm the all best. better. You are the best, John. And who better to lead our next segment? Can I? I have one thing. Sorry, I'm sorry. Sure. I downloaded Halloween Forever while you were talking about it. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because you because you were right. I did own it. Yeah. I like was it, like, it's in that. Bundle. I was like, how am I gonna hell already own this? Oh shit! She's mentioned that bundle. I do own yeah. that. Yeah, Halloween Forever is good shit. I think that is a fun little game, and it, like and I said, I have to play it tonight. Yeah, you have. You got or like, after way the year. You got a few hours. <laughs> you got a few hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should be able to beat it with Pumpkin Boy. He's good. He's a good boy. Good video game. I liked it. We beat it twice on stream. So like, <laughs> so, so so like the fact that I played it twice. Well, well, I played it twice because they gave me literally a contra character. When I got the online. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? She's redheaded too. Like this oh, is got a so... re-release. Oh, how nice. Yeah, yeah there's we... there's like a there's like a vintage release, and then there's, there's like, like a 2016 version, yeah. and then a modern version. Yeah, cool. Love yeah. them. Yeah, it's cool to revisit things like that. So it's neat. It's a good little game. I think the only thing they added with the updated version was like when they ported it to Switch, they added like four new characters. Nice. And they're all unlocked in like the same path, so they didn't really like go out of their way to make all new paths or anything. They're just kind of like, mm-hmm. here's one room that has four doors. Go into the door of the character you want to unlock this playthrough and then continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a fun little game. You like candy corn? You like Halloween? You like pumpkin boys? I definitely do not like candy corn, so I uh, don't know. Yeah, that seemed to kind of be the the consensus during the stream. Is I don't think many people were for candy corn, so that's fine. That's valid. I, I like candy corn. I'm 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 for it. I'm here for. Candy I'll corn. eat candy corn any day. Yeah, I'm put here it in for front it. of me. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll go will, for it. I will I will tear into a bowl of candy corn. Everybody like in Halloween in Halloween season. I'll wear wolf down some. Oh, candy. Fuck <laughs> <on>. <laughs> Oh, that's so good stuff. Got some people with good taste in chat. Tengu and Zalaz, both big fans of the candy corn. I'm out of here. That's fine, Red. Like, Red, Red, I'm not going to hold against you. It's fine. I understand why people don't like it. It's literally just like compressed sugar, I think. Yeah. (laughs) With the texture of wax. With the texture of wax. (laughs) It's just like, I know why people don't like it. It It's like, like, on paper and in your mouth, it's pretty gross. I get it. (laughs) But that's why you spit it it at your enemies. It's great. (laughs) But that all all comes around to our next segment, Mm -hmm. which is that I read a sh... Just a fucking shit ton of Kanasuba. Yeah, you oh, right. oh my god, you read so much. I have read in the last um two months, in the last month and a half, I have read sixteen light novels. Oh, that light novel is, volumes. How many pages are these? Um the Kanasubas are all around like hundred and fifty. You oh, can that's them not up in bad. like two to three hours. 
Oh, that's not um, bad at all. You could chew through 150. I chewed through your book yeah. in literally under 24 hours. So, yeah, exactly. It's it's like they're they're one long sitting or a couple yeah. short sittings yeah. is a Konosuba volume. Like I said, you could probably read the first two volumes, which um, cover the first two, the first season in as much time as it would take to watch to the first watch season. the first season. Yeah. Um, so that's that's sort of giving you the vibe here. So last time I had, um, so last time we left off, I had just read six and seven, mm-hmm. which were the first volumes that weren't animated. Yep. Uh, and volume six introduces Princess Iris, who is extremely precious Aww. and important and good. Mm-hmm. And then volume seven is just like the most goes ridiculously hard darkness volume oh like the climax of that volume is my favorite thing in Kanasuba. oh i think oh it, there, it it involves crashing a wedding it's very good oh oh isn't she like be- isn't she betrothed to someone it's very good okay i thought out. so okay because mm-hmm. i think that like if they're doing another movie i think that's what they're doing because like the first movie was about megamine and then like since this is a dedicated mm-hmm. darkness um uh, that would uh, be vol- great i think that they're probably gonna animate I would, that i would love to see volume six, just kind of breeze over volume six go to it and, and if they get more great but do volume seven as a movie that would be stunning mm. Um, because that was my, that's still, I've read up to volume 14 and volume seven is still my favorite. Mm, nice. Nice. Not nice. Not nice. <laughs> Cause I've read seven more volumes and volume seven is still the high point. Uh, it's like, does that mean that like they're bad or are, are they middling? Like is something it going means wrong that here? It's ju- it means it just kind of keeps going the way it was going and mm. there isn't, it yeah. doesn't really evolve or do anything oh, no because yeah, not kinda, really i was kind of hoping because like that is a show that like when you watch the anime it's, it it does evolve you feel it kind of moving into these new territories and like the way that you were describing the light novels it sounded like that was going to be a trend but now you're kind of settled into okay i'm successful now i can just write stories in this universe <laughs> Uh, that's um, unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. There's three three more volumes. I'm sure they're gonna. I think it, they kind of set up like, okay, we're gonna do a little more plot now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually funny. They have a character give you the tragic, the Demon King's tragic backstory, mm-hmm. except it just happens off screen, and the Cosmos like, wow, that was very moving. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. It's like it's so committed to not giving a shit about like traditional <laughs> plotting. I... I love that. Like the fact it that is, it just yeah, the, the, the fact that this is a property that can just fly in the face of of tradition the way that it does. Yeah, the long-standing tradition of isekai. Yeah, uh, it just does not give a fuck. It just keeps being a sitcom. <laughs> if there's if there's anything that develops throughout, it is the love triangle. It's yeah. it's Megamine, Darkness, Kazuma. That yeah. is the plot of of Kanasuba, and. Honestly, like all the moments with that are like earlier on at least, at least especially are like the the best story parts of the of this of the series because mm. they're like they dig into like some weirdly mature stuff, honestly. Mm. Oh. Like they talk they kind of talk frankly about okay, we both well, both of us have feelings for you. Let's 
kind of figure out how to handle that maturely without ruining our family. Like how do, and like how do you oh. and like and how is Konosuba the one being able to kind of try and navigate this? Like how yeah. is that like how is this going to be the one that maybe gets it right? Yeah, it's it's like it it does it does some really nice stuff with that and and I really like it. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's dissolved into kind of farce a little bit. Just uh. gone maybe a little too long cuz he makes a he makes a choice like very strongly mm-hmm. for one character. Yeah. And mm. then but they keep kind of wanting to do some hijinks with the other character. Oh, it's like, come on, you got to kind of move past it at some point. Like you so can't, it feels, like, yeah. you can't keep, you can't keep the hanger on thing. Like that just kind of feels like bad uh, harm writing from the nineties. It feels, um, yeah, it just doesn't feel like it's really developing the way that it should, considering I've read fourteen volumes. Yeah, and you, and you still have three more. I still have three more. Um, I mean, for volume seven to have been the peak so far, the fact that you've gone on like twice as long as that, yeah, is just unfortunate. A, not a whole lot of yeah story momentum. Yeah, like volume. I'm just kind of looking like, oh yeah, volume eight. I remember that that one. That was the Axis Church versus Eris Church Festival episode. Yeah, like it's cute. It feels like it could be like two episodes of the show. Um, number nine is another Megamine one that's very, that actually has like some cool, a cool story moment. Um, volume 10 is another Iris one, but it's feels kind of, kind of like a side story again. Another darkness volume. Um, the, and then like two more Megamine ones that also mostly feel like side stories. Like it's like, okay, this is the union arc. This is the little sister arc, but we don't really give like a story for them. It feels very sitcommy, and I was like kind of in love with that starting out, and now I'm kind of like they oh, dangled the carrot for so long, and they're kind of like they're they're, they're like they have they ha- they've they've given you just enough of these mm-hmm. uh, of these beats for them to feel like they've evolved to a point to where they're going to go somewhere, and now they're just going nowhere. They're kind of, yeah, it feels like they've been treading water for a while. And I'm Oof. getting exhausted with it. Um. It does not get less grody for the I record. mean, I would hope. Like, I, I, <laughs> doesn't... I want my Kanasuba to be fucking grody. He, he, he continues being, he continues being Kazuma. He is a lech. Um, he is a lech and we love him for he it. He is absolutely, he is absolutely a lech. Um, the, so. <laughs> I, I guess like, you, you don't, you probably don't want your main character to keep saying things like, I'm not a pedophile, but. Oh no! Oh no! No, Kazuma, no! Don't be a right winger. That's like a recurring. It's like I mean, they say lollycon in the in the. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. Okay, okay. Thanks, y'all. Um, so it continues kind of being along those lines. If that, if if you are put off by some of the grotier moments in the show, like it is not gonna, (laughs) it is not going to win you back with the with the show with the books oh boy this is good for a podcast <laughs> so you that's, know, John, that's yeah you may have three volumes yet but did you consider that there's also a megaman spinoff that has another three volumes i did consider there's a megaman spinoff that has another three volumes i will visit that another day uh, in like two day. years yeah um because yeah this is i the the show left off and i was 
desperate for more Kanasuba because right. I love Kanasuba because so much. Because Kanasuba's yeah. great, but maybe because Kanasuba's kind of, fucking great. Maybe you've stepped too far into the void now, and we've gone mm. like, oh no, author is complacent. Uh oh. And I'm Kanasuba saturated now, and that's a little bit yeah. sad, but but it is nice that I'll I'll be able to kind of close the book a little bit because it felt very like. I know there's more Kanasuba, and I'm so sad that I can't. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm excited to see what the ending of the story is. I'm, so I wanna... is is yeah. 17 the ending? Yes, yeah, 17 is the ending. Because it looks like it hasn't even come out in English yet, or Wikipedia's not updated. Um, volume 15 just came out. It just showed up in yeah, the Yeah, so that'll be probably next year for 16. Oh, no, but they're, but they're both fan translated. Like, I, I can just go online. And oh, yeah, you can do that, too, if you wanted. I'm so fucking stupid. Yeah, the release date for Volume 16 is February 22nd, 2022. I realized that's not the current year. <laughs> that's the, that's a, not the way that people are usually confused with time no. right now. Right, just, that's only three months from now. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. He was avoiding saying it himself, so I said. It I for just him. saw that date and was like, "Oh yes, it has come out in English." Oh, weird, in February. Oh. I just, I can't handle. I look at two hundred two, and then the last digit is a mystery. Yep, it's two hundred two X. Like I'm still in like. 2018 was two years ago. 2017 right? was yeah. three years ago. I keep doing that. I keep doing that when I see things. Like, like when I read anything online, it's just like 2018. I was like, oh, man, that was like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I'm about three months off from being divorced as long as I was married. Holy that feels fuck. good. That's, that's got to be a great feeling. Um, so that's Kanasuba. I still fucking love Kanasuba. Yeah, like, um, I didn't figure your thoughts were going to change. It's just kind of unfortunate that it's kind of settled into just being comfortable being yeah. the sitcom now. And that's us. Kind of one. You read all of it that. very yeah. quickly. Yeah, you saturated yourself real fast, so I can see that also. Because it was looking like, oh yeah, like, volume 7 to volume whatever the newest ones are. It was like three or four years in Japan. Yeah. There's not like three, three weeks for John. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was, I mean, they're just, they were just, they just go down real smooth. Yeah. And again, the romance moments, I'm honestly still really invested Yay! in how those play out. Um, but give Megumin hugs. That's all you got to do. There you go. I, I really not, like I said, he's made a choice. The, the, the little things like, well, should we, should yeah. we like go are on a gonna, date? Are we going to like, uh, do stuff like, uh, well, uh. How's that mess I mean, that's dynamic? Exactly. But that that's the big funny thing is like, should we go on a date? Should we yeah. Hold hands? The like, funny like, oh. like that's yes. the funny stuff. It's just like how is the, how does this play? Like, you know, like mm. you're you're when your group dynamic is what that group's dynamic is. It's like oh, can so you, afraid. Are you allowed it's... to just, you know, express normal ass affection that's not really over the top or anything, but just like, you know, what a couple be doing? They haven't really dug into it that much, but every every yeah. scrap that I get is very good. Yeah, I um, love how Aqua is just not part I of love, the romance. I love that she is not. Yeah, like that's something that I never which, wanted to happen. Which romance archetype am I, Cosma? You're not a romance you're archetype. Not. You're more like a pet. You're a pet. Yeah, like I, I love that she is not. <laughs> And never became that kind of interest for Kazuma because it, it like Jeez. it's too predictable for one. Like it's just that's that's what those things do. Um, What's well, it's it's funny because you keep getting little hints of like her internal world. Like mostly just like she's 
she really likes making art. Yeah, like, like, like she's like got her are... own interests and shit. It's just uh-huh. nobody gives a fuck. But then, like, she is, like, the only utility she serves in the story is, like, every now and then there will be, like, a dramatic moment where somebody is cursed yeah. and about to die. <laughs> and she swoops in, like, dispel! And <laughs> So there's a character. It's not just darkness early on. There's another character that's like on the verge of death. They have a very tearful like goodbye. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for everything. It's a quick dispel. <laughs> so the way that she just sucks, like she's the way just like taking drama and just and completely just, undercutting it. Yeah. And it's always a good joke. Yeah. 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 Like that's a, that's good utility character though. That's fantastic. Yeah. But she's also just like. Also, like, very passive and continues being useless, which is, I think is a very <laughs> yeah. fun evolution. Yeah. Which is a nice evolution of the original joke. Just, she's just useless. You're just useless. Like, <laughs> It's useless and also, but she's also very useful and then is not appreciated at all for the ways that she's useful, but she doesn't really care. She's just kind of living her bliss. Yeah. It's kind of great. Yeah. Um, and then there's all this angst with Darkness and Megamine, and then Aqua's just like, la 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 la, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, I think what I'm appreciating is just a character that is just kind of dumb. Yeah. And enjoying that. Yeah. I mean, they're um, all kind of dumb. They are all very dumb. Not even kind of. Aqua's pretty dumb. Yeah, like, Aqua is like, like, I don't think that they intended for her to be as dumb as she ended up being at the start. Like, you know she's supposed to be worthless, but I feel like it sounds like they just lean into it in a way that I really appreciate later. It's almost zen, the way that she just kind of slides into her life situation. It's like, like the domin- it's like it's like the dumbening of Homer Simpson, except it makes oh sense. It makes sense here. <laughs> so I will update y'all probably in the next podcast. I mean, it depends... If I'm ready to jump back in and finish it, I mean, again, it's they're they're one set they're one sitting book, yeah. so probably. Um, but I will update y'all before too long on how the whole thing wraps up. Fantastic. Um, um, I have one other thing to talk about this segment, mm-hmm. and I yep. it is a it can be our joint thing, Polly, because I played Bad End Theater. Hey, Army. I played it. This game is really fucking cute. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so <laughs> so for the folks here. at home, like, what is Bad End Theater? It's a VN that apparently Nami's been working on and off on for like three, for like six years. Yeah, like so the, this is a like she's been project. she's been showing off a lot of stuff from like 2015 from it. Um, and it's essentially a VN that has it's a really cool structure that I don't think I've really seen before. I've never seen anything like it. Okay, where you have four different characters, all of whom have their own flowcharts, and then the and then each of the characters can make choices in their story. And then you can, in, like, the meta, in, like, the um, outside of the story, you can set which behaviors the characters do. And then you play other characters' roots and having those characters do specific actions. So, like, an example is, like, you can make the hero dutiful or not, which means that when he see, he runs into monsters for the first time, he'll slash them down, um, which t- dramatically changes how the story plays out for other characters. Yep. So you can set the character to either like run away, run away from the monsters, or talk to the monsters, um, or kill them, and that's one choice you you can set, and then play everybody else's route 
Yeah. And then things, the story goes differently. So you're filling out each other's flow chart and then you're also tweaking everybody's behaviors because you want to see how the maiden's story plays out when the hero does X and then how it plays out when the hero does Y and then how it plays out when the underling, there, there's the hero, the maiden, the underling and the overlord. It's like a fantasy. It's a lot like Konosuba, actually. Yeah, I was about to say, it's actually really comparable. It's very Nami. It's Nami Roke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good um, way to describe it. Thank you. Um, I want to make I want to make this kind of dumb world at some point. It's, it's so a good. really good world. It's this one world that they all live in, and I fucking love it. Mm-hmm. Um... I love all four of these characters to bits. They're all great. Extremely like, good. They're, they're, the writing on these characters is just... Like, Nami nails this shit all the time. Like, characters that are funny, fleshed out, believable, uh, warm, compassionate, uh, purposeful. Like, she just gets it. Yep, exactly. Just the character writing is so strong. Like, giving yeah. them a strong voice. Oh, God, and then the also, voices are so strong. Yeah, and then in the in the context of um, in like a prose in like a dialogue sense, not this is not voice acting. No, um, the um, the so it's, to me, and this is called bad in theater because all of the flowchart things terminate in bad ends. <laughs> yeah. So the goal <laughs> is that there are forty one bad ends mm. spread between four different characters, and you want to find in. Explore and find all 41 bad ends. Yep. Um, and I had a fucking blast doing that. I I struggled with the structure a bit. Uh, you did, at, yeah. At, at a few points. Uh, but I figured out why. And even Nami, like, I had seen her in a chat just yesterday with somebody that was streaming it that I was watching. And, mm. it, like, even they were like, yeah, like, early versions of the flowchart were really confusing. And they're still not even sure if they nailed it 100%. Because some things kind of read in a way, like I was saying, that, like, it looks like this option didn't need to be ticked because it looks like it's on a different branch. But it's actually feeding into this branch because the way that I read flowcharts is not mm. the way that this flowchart is set up. Uh, yeah. So, like, and originally they were all on the same flowchart, and it was just spaghetti <laughs> mess. <laughs> yeah, this is, um, I feel like this is, um, it's such a complex language that she's built here that I believe, I, I can buy it that there isn't really a clear way to do it as in a flowchart form that's not yeah. completely unparsable. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, like, the things that I got hung up on were just my own, like, how I was reading it. But once I got it, I was like, oh, okay, I know why I was reading it that way now, and it's not necessarily anything wrong. It's just mm. how I parse flowcharts in games where I, I've played a lot of games with flowcharts. So when things look a little different from what I'm used to, my brain goes, man, I'm so mad! Stop making my nimcompoop brain hurt. And Gator's last reward. Yeah, yeah. And then and then I'm just like, okay, I'm good. I'm done. Okay, we figured it out. <laughs> we figured it yeah, out. We got it. Once John kind of pointed the things out to me and like, well, because I literally just screen shared my fucking float. So it's like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> I'm too stupid. <laughs> but, but like, it was like, I, I like entered this alternate plane where you like said, where, how do I get this ending? And then I just like, 
I couldn't communicate the logic yeah, I had they, they, clearly. So it was me like, turn this one off, turn this, turn this on, one on, turn this, this on. one on, turn this yeah. one off, and then you got it first try. And yeah. I was like, yes. It's so interesting because if you think about things logically versus mechanically, like if you rely too much on just looking at the flowchart instead of just looking at the story. Like I played through like probably 70% of this game just going like, okay, if I turn off Hungry on underling then when she meets the maiden she won't eat her okay good let's do this and then like i spent most of the time yet but when i got to a certain number of endings and i couldn't find the way out anymore i started using the flow chart and i started trying to think about it more mechanically <laughs> than logically so mm -hmm. you could actually play this game both ways like you could play just from the flow charts and be like okay i need to tick this 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 and this now to get this branch and then go back and do it or you can just do it logically in your head if I need to do this, 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 and this, and then play that character. So it depends on how you're playing it. I think that like if you may or may not like get, hit a road bump, hit a hit a roadblock. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be interesting to know how long it would take some people to do it without a flowchart at all. Yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, so I really like this part. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you get all the bad endings. You're you're all trapped in a web of fate um, that you cannot escape, and mm -hmm. then that unlocks a true end path, and, yeah. then that, and then everybody gets a happy ending. Yeah, I didn't like the happy ending. That's <laughs> unfortunately where I landed too. Like right, yeah. we, like me and John immediately. Like, and I knew something was up when John wasn't like gushing about this game, and he was just like, "I'm interested in hearing y'all's thoughts on it sometime." <laughs> and, and that's all he's saying. I was just like. Oh, I don't think he liked it. As I was cruising into like the, the the ending myself, which is wild because like while you're playing that big uh, cathartic moment, um, I'm not gonna spoil what happens. Obviously, it's gorgeous. but it's amazing. Gosh, it's just like wise. one like how are you doing this in Renpai? This is amazing. This is incredible, mm -hmm. and it's like it's a great moment. You're doing a fun, cool thing that's totally outside the 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 scope and language of a visual novel and it's not mm -hmm. and it doesn't feel bad or tacked on it's just a way to make this moment feel super amped and amazing and it works it's incredible and then you get to like the after that part and it it just kind of loses me mm -hmm. i get what i get what she was going for and i know people are going to love it because, oh yeah because I, and, and that's been you know, that's been the feedback it's like everybody absolutely loves where this game went in the end and that's absolutely fine like I don't. I mean, that. this is this is my this is my thing. It's just like Nami has made some like small scale intimate character stories mm -hmm. in like a little world, like Lonely Wolf Treat, like Starry Flowers, like Syrup and the Ultimate Suite. Mm -hmm. And Nami has made universe scope, yeah, <laughs> massive conflict stories where the where like every or like the fabric of the universe is being unwound, and the only solution is for um, two girls to kiss. Yeah. And like, <laughs> I've been, I've enjoyed those. It, I mean, for me, that's her tears are my light. Yeah, like Kinda. I respect it. And like, like those are the stories she wants to write. And I one hundred percent respect it because that that's her jam, and she's good at it. I just don't like them as much. I just I don't like them as much. They, yeah. they all, Kaima, her tears are my light, and this one all feel like kind of truncated to me. They don't yeah. feel like they they put in. They have these big catharses, but they it, do, it doesn't feel like it puts in all the work to get you there. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's like like when you're kind of been numbed to the fact of what a bad ending is, like and, and you have to at some because you you got to dig through forty one bad endings, and, and you're mm -hmm. kind of numb to the fact that like 
Well, I mean, these endings aren't too bad because, I mean, like, it's, it's, it's so truncated. You're not, like, super emotionally invested because you know that you're going to kind of go back and start it again and these characters are still going to yeah. be there or, like, you know, or when you're cruising to the happy ending. It's like, okay, I get that. Like, I understand. Like, it's basically a fairy tale story. You're, you're going to have that. But, like, the, the you're not spending, like, 30 hours on something like the house in Fata Morgana where they go really big on their ending in the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, but they, they got, they needed, you know, they needed 30 hours to get there to have that moment. And maybe you can earn a moment like that in two hours. It just like, and, and I'm not saying that the game's bad because this beat didn't land for me, but for me, like I needed something more for this to hit the way that I think she wanted it to hit. Yeah, like that's all. this is that's all. it's th not bad. This was a oh yeah, like I I think this game is worth it this, purely for yeah. the purely for that whole. This is this is I'm talking about eighty minutes of having a, a fucking blast, yeah, yeah. and then like the la and then the ending not really landing for yeah. me. Yeah, like um, the, like the, yeah. just what it does for visual novel structure in and of itself is very important. Mm. Oh, it's so gorgeous! It's so cool. Yeah, it made me. It made me want to think about um branching structures and yeah. the ends again for the first the time art, and the art i want to talk like the, the art is incredible oh my God. there this game has all the graphics trademark and like like you want to just like i was stopping and just looking at every screen every image like there, there's so many good facial expressions there's so many good pieces of art there's so much like like, like even tastefully done violence that kind of gets done into mm -hmm. it's just it's so good and this really cool um like like color coded pixel art style um it's very like minimalistic color wise but there's so much detail in it mm -hmm. yeah it's it's and also it's that there's there's no portraits Every yeah, every like scene every has original art. Yeah, like every scene. Oh. So like, like every scene is a CG basically. There are hundreds of CGs yeah, in there this are game. Six hundred, six hundred original images. Sixteen thousand wow. words. <laughs> it's it's it is so dense. Um, but yeah, I, there's there's the. I think it's just going a little bit too big for me. I think yeah. something much more understated would have suited this story better for me. Just like something that maybe assumed a little bit less investment from me, and I, then that would have maybe cry my eyes out at the end. Right. Like I think if you had just like, like and it sounds shitty because I know it's her favorite part of the story. If you had just mm. not done the post credit sequence, I think the game would have felt better in the end. Or let the post credit sequence be a lot more melancholy than it is because yeah. yeah. having that also be a happy ending was like okay. that felt yeah it's like you get like there's this thing where like we talked about it last year last mm -hmm. year or the year before when i read a couple of yuri visual novels and a thing that kind of always struck me about them is that they always seem to kind of have to have this idealized happy ending um mm -hmm. And that kind of just, like, that's sort of where that kind of ends up landing for me, I guess. Um, and, and it's not, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it's kind of, like, where I usually kind of get thrown out of a story sometimes. It's just, like, when it always has to be that. Um, yeah. Maybe I'm it's just, just an edgelord. Of... Maybe I'm an edgelord. You know? I mean, I'm absolutely an edgelord. This just plays into sort of a, a broader... Thing I issue I'm I'm kind of running into with a yeah. lot of indie indie games yeah. is like 
I, I think that a lot of them feel like they think they're more edgy and violent than they are. Then they really are. Yeah, like, there's even, like, a like I'm so sorry I put you through all of this. It's like, you... Look, I've like seen that. I've seen that line. I've seen that meta yeah. line. Oh, geez. Yeah. That where the author apologizes to Before, you for yeah. all the pain they put you through in multiple releases. And yeah. every time I'm like, yeah. Doc, I'm fine. Yeah. Like this. Well, didn't... like we I are thought... talking to the uh, talking to yeah, the authors right. of uh, her lullaby here. Yeah. Like, I guess like we like I'm not going to give us a big pat on the back or anything, but maybe we went against the grain a little bit. And maybe that's why <laughs> maybe that's why <laughs> those games didn't land maybe in a bigger way. Sometimes you went a little hard there at points. Maybe, maybe but we needed it and we needed it yeah. like that, for those stories to be honest that we needed to go as hard as we did. I'm happy we yeah. did. I, I, I completely love love our stories. If, you... I, if I start explicitly comparing anything I do with, when while doing criticism, that way the madness lies. There you that go. Way the, that, that way the dickhead lies yep, for yep. me. Yeah. I can't be that person. Like, I, I'm not going to say, like, I'm not going to say that just because we went hard in a way that, that, that like, mm. bad end theater doesn't, that we're better. No, we're two separate things. Um, oh, especially yeah. that you didn't really, I don't know, warn, oh, no. this is so dark and violent. You guys are going to be so traumatized. No, no, we didn't do that. No. <laughs> We just kind of figured you'd get that, knowing that knowing who it's coming from. Yeah, we did put a we did put a very very um, thorough I mean, content warning. Yeah, content. I warning think content warning is different than like yeah. than actually stopping to say, "All right, now I know this is getting a little intense for you," which is like yeah. what a lot of indie games do is that they literally apologize mm. for the horrible things that they've put you through, and it's just like, "Dog, like John said, bitch, I'm fine." <laughs> That said, um, so fucking good. The so fucking good throughout. Oh yeah. my god, I love the maiden so much. I love her so much. Uh, everyone, everyone I've talked to has had a different favorite character. Well, underling is like character. I want. I want to hug Underling forever, uh-huh. forever and ever. Underling is my favorite. Just wants to fucking be lazy. Just wants to live the life of being an underling. No fuss, no fuss. Let me be lazy. Let me take naps. It's all good. I got pulled into a conspiracy to fucking kill our leader. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Me being lazy has really not worked out at all. Yep. And Cecile's favorite was the Overlord. And I'm like, yeah. 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 Overlord is so good. Mm-hmm. Hero is extremely good too. Like, like all the characters are really fun. Spread. They're so, they're all good. Like I know why you would like all of them. Mm. Like I would buy I would buy an underling plush. Oh my god, they're so cute. They're, they're, they're so good. These designs are ready. These designs are ready made for plushies. Nami, oh Nami, god. somebody clip this and send it to Nami, please. Get ready. Don't. Don't all of the to listen to the rest of it. All, I feel bad. yeah, you know, it's a good point. Don't send her anything from this podcast. <laughs> Let's just stop right there until 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 game of the year. Until game about of the year, flowers. Where we talk? Oh god, yeah, that prop man. Starry flowers was this year. Fuck, so fucking good. Oh my. Oh wow. god, how did I? Whoa, why do I not have that on? Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. I thought crisis was just averted. I thought that was. I thought that was last year. We just we just avoided a bad end. (laughs) (laughs) Could have been twenty-two. It was February twenty twenty-one. That could have been forty-two bad endings. 
Oh, man. Oh, Polly, that would have been so sad. Oh, Can man. you imagine getting to the end of... John sitting there like, wow, it's going to be her, Polly's game of the year. And then Polly has something else at number one, and John's just like, what, what? the fuck is starting oh, flowers? What happened? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I really cannot overstate the effect that Starry Flowers had on my soul. Oh my god. And I like I streamed that and everybody got to feel that in real time and me just mm. sitting there being a blubbering mess at the end and trying to pretend I wasn't. <laughs> Life is good. Um that's that's my whole segment. I, yeah. I enjoyed talking about I enjoyed digging deep in on this one because our games fucking deserve it. Yeah, like, really like good. this is a good really game. Like this is mm. a good game. Like, th- despite the fact that the ending didn't land, like, I like this game a lot. I, mm. I don't want it to, yeah, I don't want it to come off being a negative here that the fact that the ending didn't quite land. Um, I want the mm. overall For takeaway us. to be, I want the takeaway to be, like, this is very important. Like, th- what this game does is very important for visual novels. And, like, if people, like, piggyback off of this in a way in the future, I see that, like... I can see this being, like, the stepping stone for where visual novels kind of do something interesting and different from here on. I can see this having that kind of impact. So, Mm -hmm. and and I love the presentation. I love the the, the characters. So, like, it's all there. Believe me. Like, this great Mm -hmm. fucking game. Um, The the way that it works is that it is essentially, it's so dense with story because every path, it just... It does the story pathing so quickly yeah. that it'll develop. It'll it will give you a whole arc for these characters in like twelve dialogue boxes. Yeah, and that's and it doesn't feel. It it's does. not that it's rushing. Yeah, it's that it, it is economical and that yeah. it is telling you. Um, it, it's very much. It's much like Kichiko rants that way and how it economically fits many, 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 many stories into a very strong sure. branching narrative structure. In a way that I fucking... That's really cool to me. That is, a, that is so a com- generous. That is a comparison I'm sure Nami would love to hear. <laughs> it feels so It feels so generous. It feels yeah. like the game is just stuffed to the brim with stories it wants to tell you. Yeah. And that it is just getting them across so quickly in this cool structure. Yeah. Um, it's Red, very... it's in, Red, it's in my Steam library. Like, I, I, bu- no, I bought I... it on Itch. I bought it on Itch, so I also got a Steam key. It's in my library. You can play it. It's like an I was hour going to hit the install button while we're right. literally streaming All right. right now. All right, good, 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 good. <laughs> but I, I have one honest, this is a wild question, Yeah. but I have to know. Yeah. Will the ending of this game spoil Fata Morgana for me? No. Okay. Oh, no, no, no it's no, no, nothing no. like it. No, it's just that the scope that they're going for is okay. the same. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no. Fata Morgana, you ain't going to see that coming. <laughs> and when you do, like, just, and when you do. you guys were saying, like, this has the same ending, I was just like, uh-oh, I probably should play the other no, one no, 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 It's not the same ending. It's the same, that, like, like, like okay. they're both going for the same scope. Okay. Like, yeah, exactly. I think you can... <laughs> Zelda's on the chat. I'm glad I... I'm glad, a little glad I'm not the only one who thought the ending didn't quite land. Okay, <laughs> okay. We're not terrible. Well, we probably are. But well, at least we have ter- we're, we have good company in being terrible people. Mm. It's 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 a thing that I it's a it's a larger criticism I have playing a lot of indie games yeah. is just sort of how is just sort of an understanding of drama and how you build the and how you build stakes and how you kind of earn like melan- a certain kind of melancholy. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. And I'm not saying that I'm any good at it. I just it's something I, I think I recognize and really really appreciate when it's yeah. done well yeah like in starry flowers yeah absolutely 
like that game is just kind of pitch perfect with how it develops the the conflicts mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i think that's just a consequence of like maybe that's maybe you can feel that may, may, approaching these stories and then being able to feel that pretty clearly when you're dealing with very small small stakes versus yeah. the grand stakes yeah Rhett! hey hey what else have you been up to yeah what else have you been doing so hey. here's a a shocker uh oh hold on i need to strap in for this i don't know why Played some video any... games what huh? it's been a bit you you <laughs> do that i do now once again oh ret rides again baby I don't know. I basically haven't really like seriously played games since like the start of August when I had some time off work. Yeah, that's when the big, the great anime binge started. When it started, and then I just watched anime for two and a half months, and then that concluded watching Squid Game and Love Live, which was basically I'm out of stuff to watch. Out of stuff to watch now. Like my. To watch list is almost entirely stuff that's airing right now or like even years off. God. It's just like, oh, I did it. Mm-hmm. I, I caught you up. conquered you conquered <laughs> the, you you conquered a backlog beast. Not many can say they've done that. I mean to and in order to do that I had to narrow it down to like animation from one specific country. <laughs> like actually a fairly narrow view of things, you know? Even though Japan produces, like, fucking 30 shows a season, it's still kind of nuts. Mm. Like, American animation would be super easy to catch up on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You sure. got, like, one thing watching every year, maybe. Yeah. Like, for for me, my my, anim- my American animation backlog is DuckTales. Yeah, that's a yeah. good one. Yep, that's, that's it. That's, but that's the one. literally it. That's the I one. I watch Castlevania, and then DuckTales. And it's just like, when can I give Disney Plus the least amount of money? Hold on, I need to figure <laughs> that. I need to figure that out first. I need to make sure that I am not giving them anything. So the answer what might be Ru- next. What about Ruby? Rhett? <clears throat> I'll watch Ruby when it has an ending, which Fair means enough. never. Yeah, <laughs> that's never. That's never ending. That's a franchise, baby. That's the problem. Is like because it's so popular and makes money somehow. Yeah. They're not they don't seem to have an ending yeah. planned at all. Yeah. But I'm not here to talk about cartoons. No, I'm here to talk about video games. We don't talk about cartoons on this podcast anymore. Uh I'm gonna go through these pretty quickly because this podcast's getting a little long and we have a big one coming up. Oh <laughs> baby. Yep. Uh so during my little uh mostly not playing video games break, mm-hmm. I played Deltarune Chapter Two. Oh, yay! How to treat you? Was kind of middling. That was, on a, it. That was a long pause there. That was a long pause. <laughs> that was there. like, wait, wait, wait. Did Rhett die, or is this just like, uh oh, uh oh? I mean, I, I will say, very fair, Rhett. I was not really in a video game mood at the time, but it was mm. like the Zeitgeist kind of got to me on that one as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then when I was playing it was definitely not in the mood for, like, another quirky and inconsequential exist, you know, adventure. Yeah. And just, I don't know, the writing style... Not where you're at right now. ...really started to kind of grate on me a bit, where it's just, like... Everything has to be a joke. Everything's a joke. Every Deltarune right now has this weird overproduced vibe to it for me. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. 
where like it doesn't look nearly as bad as Undertale, mm-hmm. but like Undertale felt more honest. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. Yeah. Like even with Deltarune Chapter One, that's really how I felt. Yeah. This felt like really. This felt like the Hollywoodization in a way. Yeah. And then there's also like due to the length, like some stuff starts getting reused. Ugh. Like, you know that that animated fire gift that I used in Adventures of Mike Man. Yeah. They have Lancer do that in chapter one, and it's really funny and out of nowhere. Yeah. And then it happens like six more times in chapter oh. two, and I'm just completely like, it's not funny anymore, Toby. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I get that. And like, the characters that this chapter focuses on, I just felt not nearly as compelling as, you know, Susie and Lancer yeah. from chapter one. Yeah. Really like Noel. But it was just right. fine. She's I think. Fine. I think kind of the most damning thing is that the breakout character from this one, like, internet meme-wise, is the one who's, like, not really relevant to the plot. Mm. I'd right. The optional super boss one. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't gonna... Yeah, you know who I'm talking about. But, yeah. like, that character, and their introduction is so weird, where it just happens in the middle of, like, a bunch of other stuff. Mm. Like, the car stops, you walk down one screen, and then there's just this complete non-sequitur character. They kind of do that a lot. The um, somebody pointed out that the 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 mixtape, the three like DJ I characters, they never that. come back. They don't matter. They actually. So I thought that at first too. They do come back when they do the whole like everyone is supporting you against the final boss thing. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, it's pretty inconsequential. For, I thought for they all the weight that they get like. They definitely hang around way too. That was that was like the absolute low point for me, and then after after that, I did start liking the chapter more. Mm-hmm. There's just things about how the combat system with the whole three character thing it feels a little bloated, mm-hmm. and like they even teach you how to end fights as quickly as possible by like uh, if Chris does something that'll spare an enemy or hit get their gauge to 100, percent then you can have Susie and uh, Ralph say spare on the same turn and hey the fight's over immediately uh yeah i was wondering if that was going to be something that they were going to run into going forward because i could see that the combat could end up being way too long for what they've set up Mm -hmm. yeah the the combat they're like so deliberately brief now where it's just like i would rather there just be longer fights that happen significantly less less frequently yeah because an under like these fights are so... If you can one-turn these fights, like, you're not even seeing all the enemy attacks. No. You know? And the fact that this game has, like, as many enemy types as Chapter 1 does. Yeah. But even being a little longer. So it's, like, not as much variety as... Nearly as much as Undertale had. Which, again, mm-hmm. would only use enemy types, like, two or three times after the ruins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did... I, I feel, I, go ahead. Yeah. I did really enjoy the super boss. That that was my favorite part, but also kind of a little salty when the best parts of this game are when it's like most directly referencing Undertale. Yeah. I saw that being something that might happen to Yeah. I really so, like the I really like the I didn't fight the super boss. I really yeah. like the regular story final boss. I thought it was very well done. Yeah, I mean again, that's part of the whole like so overproduced. I don't know. Like it's kind of feels to me maybe what you guys are saying about bad end theater, where this going so big at the end felt mm-hmm. a little unearned. 
Mm. Like that final boss is so silly. <laughs> I think that was that's what it was for me. Is like it didn't feel like it was going for like a big emotional thing. It was just yeah. like like the main level I enjoyed Deltarune Chapter Two on was like mm-hmm. this is a big silly video game. Like yeah, they do this. They have this is a silly three hour RPG that ends with a really cool boss and a dungeon segment where you go through and the music plays continuously through the fights. And I'm like, this is cool. Okay, I'm glad people yeah. can. I'm glad people can make these and that go on for like three hours and then build to this level of yeah. intensity. It's not doing anything like particularly substantive. That's my problem with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, here's a fun, quirky three hour adventure. Mm-hmm. And then like the, and then like, the story payoff is basically the same as the as the one at the end of the first it game. It really, really kind of is. It's so funny. So, like, the thing about releasing these in chapters and also, like, two or three years apart mm. is you get the forum discussion. It's so funny. Oh, Just reading Reset Era and, like, the insanely in-depth theories people have about this. Yeah. You're not going to see Gaster in the game, guys, for fuck's sake. Please Stop! <laughs> I just see these pages and pages about how Gaster is masterminding everything and how this is actually an alternate universe of Undertale and blah, 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 blah. Just like, oh my god, you guys are so in it. <laughs> it's kind of like how Lost was a show about the characters. Yeah. But then during the airing of Lost, you saw just endless speculation about, you know... The nature whatever, of lore. everything. The lore. Yeah, that's the word, lore. Like, mm-hmm. So people like who bounced off the ending of that show really hard, were like, yeah, the lore never really mattered because the show itself didn't ever really get into it. Mm-hmm. It was about the characters, and it usually yeah. was pretty good with that. Yeah. So, Deltarune is going to feel different when it's finished, and you can just marathon the whole thing and not worry about yeah. where is it going, what does the ending of Chapter 2 mean, what does this implicate, because it'll tell you immediately when you start Chapter 3. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, my thing is, like, I, I had a bunch of friends talking about the lore and talking about trying to dig into yeah. it and playing the alternate route. And then I'm just like, I, I actually, I don't care enough at yeah. this point <laughs> like, to get I'm that not, invested. I don't want to be an Undertale Delta Rune conspiracy theorist. I can't do mm-hmm. it. It's not in me. I just want to play, do- play the game. And then if it's really good, then I'll go back and enjoy, like, some of the alternate stuff. I'll maybe think hard yeah. about the lore. But the game needs to work for me on like the baseline level before I yeah. invest in it on that level, and I'm not going to do that just because I really like Undertale because yeah. this is its mm-hmm. own thing. Yeah, the fact that there is an alternate path this time intrigues me because mm. mm-hmm. I think, like my favorite kind of my favorite part of Undertale was what it was trying to say about like violence in video games. Yeah, yeah. and now this game is seems em- to be setting itself up for embracing that a bit. Or even just more like, what does it mean to control a character? Mm. I think is the most direct summary. I mean, that's because... kind of what you the, 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 what you get about like things that are happening to Chris, even in the first episode. Yeah, because mm-hmm. there's the way the first episode ends, which clearly sets up that you are not playing. Yeah, as Chris. Like, I mean, they literally throw all of your your yeah. your, your your decisions away at the start of the game. Mm-hmm. There's that very clear yeah. what's happening here. Yeah. So, like, you do not play as Chris. You play as the Red Heart that plays as Chris. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And then there's stuff about how Susie, like, doesn't listen to Chris's choices. Mm-hmm. Like, she just does her own thing. Yep. Yeah. And then 
the alternate route is like this extra meta layer where you playing as the Red Heart, controlling Chris, who controls other characters in combat, make someone else do the genocide route. So it's like you you yourself are so far removed from the violence yeah, that's happening. That, it's, it's like it's, it's several meta layers weird yeah. of having because Chris still can't kill enemies, no. but somebody mm -hmm. else can. Yeah, yeah. So that's interesting, but I'm still not mm -hmm. like intrigued enough to actually play that route now. Yeah. It's, it's just... which is a shame because like that's what people say is like the best part of this chapter is the, really? is the new creepy, oh, maybe is I the new cre all the creepy pasta shit. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. But I'm not there. So, like, thematically, I'm into it. But, like, mm, yeah. the actual playing it was, like... Mm, yeah, I'm just, like, I don't know where I stand with this yet. Like, I... Yeah. Like, I I played Deltarune the morning it came out. Like, I was I there. Know. Oh, the hype was insane. The hype chapter. was insane. But, like, when Chapter 2, like, even the day before, it like when they announced it the day before, I just, I just kind of, like, yeah, I, I don't know that I'm going to play it right now, though. I like don't Delta, know. chapter one hit three years after Undertale, and chapter two hit almost three years yeah. after chapter one. Yeah, like, oh god, there's a so like they make references to tomorrow and yesterday in the game a lot, mm -hmm. which is obviously chapter one and chapter two. Yeah, and somebody says could be tomorrow, could be two years from now, and I'm just like ah, bah. <laughs> even acknowledging that hey, you're going to be waiting a while for. Three and three, four, and, and, five, yeah. or what? You That's, know, it's good. <laughs> yeah. chapter three by itself. It will, yeah. Because I think, as it is right now, it works better as single releases. Yeah, it sounds like if, be... they, if they tried to go bigger, like it sounds like this thing's just going to be way bigger than they can handle. Yeah, and also with it being as episodic as it is, I can see it yeah. being exhausting to play all at once. Yeah. I just think the discussion would be so weird if it just dropped three, four, five at once and then just gave a lot more answers. Or really bad if it still wasn't giving any answers by the end of five. Ooh, that'd yeah. be rough. Because the title I, screen now, like, it says, straight, straight up says, like, chapters one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Yeah. Can I give my, what I think is, where I think it's going to shake out? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to hum along, like, giving us little scraps through like probably chapters three and four. I think yeah. chapter five is going to completely explode. And then chapter six and seven are going to make us cry a lot. And it's going to be really good. And <laughs> I, I think, so. and I, th I hope so. But even that, I I don't think that's necessarily more special to me than like what Undertale then does. Undertale, even right. it's higher highs. Yeah. Because of what Undertale accomplishes so much more economically. Yeah. Like this is yeah. Toby doing his 25 hour RPG. And that's, that's great. That's great. It's great, but it's a totally different energy than something that mm -hmm. is as razor sharp and focused as Undertale was. Yeah. Undertale is a game with like no extra bits like whatsoever. Yeah. Every single everything matters. matters. A thing I've been kind of wrestling with this year is just sort of thinking if you make me cry after I play your game for like 30, 40, 50 hours, that's not actually <laughs> enough on its own that's not actually that impressive no you have to do more than that to actually have been a a something i would like really like and really recommend and want to revisit yeah because yeah. that is not yeah you can hard reduce, you can reduce john and rhett to little crying bitches like with <laughs> no provocation 
That mm-hmm. was me at the end of Yakuza 7, like, well, thank God the ending was good, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I think we've both been wrestling. I think we had a little bit of that with Amori. Yeah. Like, I think we're, I think we're wrestling with that. I had a little bit of that with Trail Zero. Ooh. So. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> so I've, I've been kind of thinking. I, I think that game's real good, of course. But Game yeah, of the year is going to be interesting. But that's been something I've been kind of thinking a lot about lately. Hmm. Okay. I did play some other games. I want to go through these quick. I wasn't even sure if I was going to bring up Deltarune, but I was like, yeah, it's probably a more interesting discussion. Mm. Uh, I played on Metal, which is a game I think on the last episode Polly really yeah. vouched for. Yeah, yeah, I was a big fan it's of It's a Metal. fun, cute, dumb. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's, it's, it's stupid in all the right ways, I think. Like, usually <laughs> when characters swear in video games, I'm like, <laughs> I always find it extremely funny. Yeah. The swearing in this one is so like breathing that it's not funny anymore <laughs> like the writing is just so crass where he's just i don't know he's yeah just like, like it, it's it's a i i don't know if that is a, a matter of the 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 writer not being a native english speaker or uh, not because remember like when bullet storm came out and that game got well, raked over the cold storm i find hilarious but but like you know the like there was discourse around oh my god the script didn't need to be so crass and like they literally just wrote the script that way because that's how they thought swearing worked in english and i oh, think that's that that's so good. and i think that that's sort of the same case with the way unmetal swearing is because people just got to bust out like some real raunchy yeah. shit, just kind of like wow, like, it, and it's so casual and not like scripty. Um, uh, the game's still funny, and I think a lot of the yeah. dialogue is still funny. But yeah, like the yeah. swearing is definitely like the thing where, like, when I heard it, I was like, I think that's just hmm. not coming from a native English speaker. Like, I, maybe that shouldn't have been the one thing I mentioned, but it's just funny when like a character will say the f word like three times in the same sentence, like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It. It's, it's, like if it's... you if you think about all the places you can put fucking as an adjective or anything. <laughs> yeah, they do and it, then a- and then actually do it. Like that's this game. <laughs> yeah, there's fun stuff with like the choices you make affecting the gameplay. There's one towards the end where it's like, and then there were guards on this floor, oh, this... and they were all, <laughs> and the options are like Terminators or Scandinavian. Scandinavian. <laughs> so the guy that I saw said to pick Scandinavian mm-hmm. and the first time I played mm-hmm. I did Terminators and I was like oh you baby you, you punch one and it takes like literally no damage and yep. I was like uh oh so then I do Scandinavian and you knock a guy out and he gets up five it, seconds later get back up and I go fuck that I hate, I hate nothing more than resk- than respawning enemies mm-hmm. you can so restrain I died them. And I, you can restrain them and keep them from getting up no I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a lot. There's, there's a, a lot of de- there's a lot. You can find uh, you can find wire and tie them up once you knock them down. Can you tie up every single one? I think there's just enough to cat to, to to keep everybody. Uh, well, because that's what I did too. I used Scandinavian and I found I, I can't believe it was I can't remember if it was wire or something else, but there was an item that you could use to like tie them up when you knock them down. Well. I didn't know that because there's a lot of like hidden things of combining items. Oh yeah, the game's like, got a lot of that stuff that, you, that isn't like, necessary. Like you can have a lit cigarette and a gasoline, and if you <laughs> combine them in the menu, you just you, explode and die. You die. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun time. I finished it last night. The mm. story is stupid. Like the story takes itself like 
surprisingly serious in the back half. Yeah, like, when they're going over, like, Project Jericho and, like, what yeah. it is. And, like, yeah. Like, I think they kind of had to kind of make that part, like, mm-hmm. at least make a bit of sense. And not just be a joke for it to kind of feel a bit stakesy, I guess. Yeah. But it just felt like the humor maybe started to take a little bit of backseat. A little bit of a backseat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I was trying to remember one moment, but I'm blanking out. Yeah, <laughs> nice link to Twitter oh. about Twitter Home, John. Oh, whoops, nailed it. <laughs> no. Just Twitter.com/slash/home. Good job, John. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I wanted to get the best. My, my favorite video game swear. What's your favorite <laughs> video game swear, John? It's from Who one of my you? games. Oh, it's Who are you? Get out of my castle. How about I give you a face full of fire? How Fuck about you. I squash you like a tiny puppy? Fuck, Fuck you! you. <laughs> Start boss fight! Yeah, that's really that's right. Because that, like, that is like the one 100%. Fuck you. That one's 100% intentionally stupid as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, name, that still is so perfect to me. Thank you for that gift, Red. How about, I, how about I squashed you like a tiny puppy? Fuck you! Boom! <laughs> Stay far. I think the funny thing about game swearing is that, like, my site was known for a lot of swearing. Um, mm. And, like, none of my games really use it in that way. Like, like Her Lullaby mm. and Afterward, the only two games I have that have cursing in them that I've made. <laughs> I think Mike Man might be the only one I have that has cursing in it. Yeah, I think it might be, yeah. Because that was, you know, very early. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hunters does not have... Oh, God, could you imagine that? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Just Rena saying, fuck you. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> to Omadon. That would be funny. God. Okay, real quick. I played half an hour of a shmup called Blue Revolver. Oh, yeah. Ooh! Yeah, yeah, fill, yeah, fill me yeah. in, fill me in, fill me in. I have, I have not been so immediately like fucking holy shit this rules. Oh, so no, cool, you, right? oh shit, you got me. Like cuz I have uh, that too. Yeah. <laughs> I was so immediately like oh this feels so fucking good. Also it's very hard like even on I did one run on the middle default difficulty mm-hmm. and by stage 2 I was like holy shit game calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I did the the lower difficulty and still like game over by the stage 3 boss. Damn, son. But, yeah, but stage I, I sample, three. Stage I three was like, just oh, like, this or, is a real shmup. Like, it's ahead. a real deal. Stage three was so fucking cool. Oh, I'm so excited because like I, I, John got me that. John got me that, and I'm just like, oh man, like I know that that's sitting there, and I've, I've heard so yeah. many people whose opinions on shmups oh, I trust talk about that game, and I'm just like, I I'm very excited to play that at some point. This was just like 4 a.m. I saw it in your library. I was like, I'll check that out. Holy fucking shit. This is good. <laughs> and then I bought it for my own account. Nice. <laughs> so it was my present to you, too. Yeah. Basically. Not, not way. Kind of. <laughs> so like two or three years ago, I remembered like I had two shmups in my itch wish list. And I had them sitting right next to each other. And one was Blue Revolver and one was Zero Ranger. And I was like, mm, I don't know. Which one, which one? And I was like a coin flip. God, I only just realized this came out in 2016. I thought this was a recent game. Yeah, I thought it was recent myself. Huh. Fucking time. I'm very excited God. to play this. I, I'm very excited to play this one, but also, like, I I gotta be in a right place yeah. to start yeah. a yeah. real deal shmup. Yeah, I gotta, gr- like, I know those... that this is gonna be a game I'm gonna have to, like, grind out to feel uh-huh. good at. 
I'm very interested, yeah. though. It's very pretty. Yeah. I, oh, I even God, listened to yeah. um. I listened to a whole interview with the dev, and it just seemed like had a good head on his shoulders, like a- action action design wise. Love that. Yep. Good shit. Okay. Absolute last thing. I've been playing a puzzle platformer called The Pedestrian. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. This is this. the one where like you're a character that runs around on like signs in the world, mm-hmm. like. I don't know, like, very minimalistic look on the signs themselves, but then just in, like, city streets. Like, it's a very cool dynamic look and, like, the way the camera will move around. But it is definitely a puzzle-ass puzzle platformer. Yeah. Like, because you can, in some screens, you can pick up the signs and move them around, and then you can manually connect which door, how doors connect to each other. Oh, that's fucking cool. And then... I'm getting pretty far in it. And then there's like options where there was one screen where like part of re- part of the solution was resetting the puzzle that your character would reset to the start, but then some aspects to the puzzle wouldn't reset. Uh, right. Because, because you're like, you start getting electricity and you can affect things in the real world. So then like a gate will open in the real world, but that's not part of the puzzle. So when you restart the puzzle, oh. the gate is still... So the gate is still open now. So then you have to do the puzzle a different way with that in mind. To get, oh, weird. So, so you have to do the puzzle like three times to yeah. open all three gates. Oh, it's that's... Like, that's you, you, posted yeah. a, you posted a thing in a DM earlier where, Paul, like, I'm playing a game and I can hear Polly screaming, No! And this <laughs> sounds like it. Look, I'm dumb, yeah, so, okay? I'm too dumb for puzzle games. Yeah. This, real, Red plays, like... Red plays real puzzle games and... Real puzzle games are fucking terrifying. Yeah, I would say yeah. this is definitely not like this is not a Baba's You or a, okay, you know Steven Sasha Roll, which I haven't mm-hmm. played because there's puzzle games that are just made to be evil. Yeah, and then there's mm-hmm. puzzle games like Portal that are meant to give you a kind of a guided experience, so they never get too hard. Because the problem is if you get stuck on one single puzzle, then the game just ends. The game stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, doesn't feel great. Yeah, so like they try to make these intimidating but not impossible where a game like that is more open and has just 500 puzzles mm-hmm. it doesn't care if you can solve any of them and then this yeah, game the... seems go ahead go ahead oh, well just that like there will be the ones that are like here we're giving you 50 puzzles to do that way you're not if you get stuck on any one then you yeah. don't get have to then you can um progress on any other ones and then i'll try all yeah. of them and not be able to progress on any of them. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, cool. Cool, I'm dumb. Thanks. The Baba the Baba is you experience. Yes. Oh. Good. That <laughs> game is so much. Yeah, because this is primarily linear progression, mm-hmm. like I haven't actually haven't actually got stuck on anything for too long. Except for where I was just before the podcast. A hmm. big thing happened. The nature of the game changed a bit. Uh oh. And I stared at a puzzle for like 15 minutes going, am I overthinking this? And then it turns out I was not. Oh, no. <laughs> it was like, oh, oh, we're really doing this now, huh? Okay. Like, like you want to be told I'm overthinking this. I really thought I was like, there's no way. There's no way, right? And then it totally was. Oh, that's oh Lord. So I have no idea how much of the game I have left because this definitely feels like the end game or the halfway point. Or the halfway point. That's how puzzle Who knows? games go. Yeah. Or the one-fifth mark. Oh, okay. I do have nine out of ten achievements. Okay. So. You are at the end. <laughs> that probably means I'm at the end. Yeah, it's pretty fun. 
And that's nope. I'm, I like video games again. It's you weird. like video games? That's wild that's to nice, me. That's like, a nice way. Added theater and uh, Buddy Simulator and oh nice oh Buddy Simulator. I want to check that out. I know I'm I'm buying games and being like excited to play them. It's oh, weird, man. Yeah. Hey, Red. I, I'm excited about video games again oh, too. It's really really nice. Yeah. I think what I had good, to doesn't it? I think what I had to do was stop bashing my head against 50 hour RPGs. Yeah, yeah. I kind of needed to finish Xenoblade, and then I was started yeah. like getting back because everything really, so like, far has again. been like simpler 2D stuff, like a puzzle platformer or a shmup or Metroid. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like just not like the game that will take you a month to play. Mm-hmm. So, does Polly have anything? I don't have like uh, anything else that's probably going to be talked about. Is probably something I have input on, but I have not done anything uh-huh. else. No. Okay. So we can go ahead and jump to John. Hi. Um. Well, the other thing, the the remaining thing I was going to talk about is that I played all of Metroid Dread, mm-hmm. which we talked about last oh. time, mm-hmm. and then I played a shit ton of other Metroid games. Uh oh, man! It turns out Metroid might be kind of good, huh? Hey, Metroid rules. Mm. I kind of forgot Metroid was like probably like my early earliest like real deal fandoms in video uh-huh. games were like Mega Man, Metroid, and Chrono Trigger. Oh, like yeah. those are those are the ones that I was like deep in on for a long time. Like those were the ones I had. I knew all the big fan sites. Mm. I read fanfic. Those are the ones that I like really dug deep on as a kid. Yeah. It's so Wait. funny how closely this mirrors me, because, except for the, like the internet stuff, because mm-hmm. I wrote Mega Man fanfic in like third grade. Oh, <laughs> yeah. baby, hell yeah! And then I found a thing that I showed you guys last night where I was writing about Metroids in like fourth grade. You were doing like so in that like you need to post those drawings on Twitter, oh my, my dude. God. They're so like, good. I don't know if that was ever actually submitted as a thing or if it was like make up the fake biology of an animal. Right. Because I don't remember what the project would have been. Mm. Mm-hmm. But I remember finding those in the den and was like, oh, yeah, this was a thing that happened. God. And this is, Boy, my handwriting good, is- they're in such good condition for being as old as they are, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, Metroid 2 was like a super influential game for me. Mm. And then Mega Man. Mega Man just gets everybody. everybody. Yeah, everybody kind of gets pulled in. Yeah, mine was Mega Man X. I had that one. And then that was was the... I remember a birthday morning getting Mega Man 8, Mega Man X4, and Mega Man Legends. Oh my god! It was just like... That was the standby. Like, mom knew she could go to the pawn shop or or the games for less. And if it had Mega Man on the thing and it wasn't one I had already, she could get it and I would have a good time. Oh, that's so cool. That's, yep. a, that's a killer birthday haul right there. That was a great haul, God yeah! damn! Um, so that that was very... So, yeah. Metroid... Like, Metroid Zero Mission was the game that I actually speed ran as a kid. Yeah. Like, I got under an hour. I cleared it in under an hour, and I felt like hot shit. Hell yeah! <laughs> felt very good. I played through it, like, 15 times to get there, and it mm-hmm. felt really, really cool. I learned, like, sequence breaks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first one was Super Metroid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got fusion, um, and zero mission. And I had, and I figured once I, the, like the second I figured out emulators, I did Metroid one and two. I never beat zero F- super as a kid. Um, but during my like discovering gu- guides, 
<laughs> I was like, oh, there's a step-by-step walkthrough of Super Metroid. I can play through it in an emulator with save states. And th- yeah. that was how I, like, that, that was basically, like, Chrono Trigger I beat legit on my SNES as a kid. Um, uh, Super Mario World I beat legit. Mega Man X I beat legit. Link to the Past I did not. Final Fantasy IV I did not. Um, Super Metroid I did not, even though I loved them. Mm. And those are the ones I went back through with save, save states and... Um, and guides and got my way and finally made it through for the first time and then yeah. ultimately went back to them later and replayed them. Um, so I like my those are my first experiences with like Metroid one through three was like kind of exalt playing having a big map up like okay now I'm gonna one hundred percent every item I'm gonna mark it <laughs> off and paint when I collect the missile tank, um, which is very cute I think it is it's like it it's very similar to how I played through original Metroid in like 1989 with actual fucking graph paper I stole from the yeah. school <laughs> extremely good Ollie having to mention that she stole it. I did. I stole. I, I like. It was a big spiral ring notebook that the teacher had that pe- like we would use for math class, and I was just like, "Fuck, I'm just gonna take it." <laughs> I just took the whole fucking thing <laughs> for noble, a noble, truly a very noble, noble cause. I'm sure that people would understand. Look, man, like I need to keep track of where these bombable walls are taking me. I remember printing the the last page of the manual of Zillion. Oh wow! On, my, on the work on the work, which had the empty map you could fill in. Yeah, and yeah. I printed it on the work printer. <laughs> I saw it and was like, "What's that?" And I said, "It's the map to Zillion for the Sega Master System." I printed it out so I could fill it in at home. I was like, "Dope." <laughs> um, but yeah, I I just played Metroid to death as a kid, um, and it it's been very precious to me for a long time. Yeah. Um, Metroid Two directly inspired like four of my games. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, I, I think you can get in the weeds with, like, which one's better, which one's good. I, like, I think I, I intellectualized myself into thinking Zero Mission was bad for a while. Yeah. Uh, even though I completely cherished it as a kid. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of, like, like, it was one that, like, the old insert credit action button people would talk about endlessly. So oh, I got, yeah. like, yeah. very deep into, like, the discourse when I was, like, a 16-year-old, like, really formulating critical theory things about games um your, and your favorite was other m <laughs> <laughs> man those reviews um, are still on the site for all to read they sure are yeah we wrote them so i yep um so i hadn't really dug back into these games since having that whole like i'm gonna think really hard about why these are or aren't actually good mm-hmm. um it's very stupid that Super Metroid has super missile blocks, too much key gating, ah, oh, I don't know, just like really deep in it. What if Super um, Metroid is actually bad, everybody? Mm-hmm. Well, it's not that it's bad, it's that it's just flawed in these XYZ ways. Um, and like, obviously no, none of these games are perfect, but it was just like... Um, it was just like getting very much in my head about them, and it was very nice to just come back and be like, "Oh yeah, these are really good." All right, so I finished Dread, and then I wanted to present it. It was a fucking blast. Oh, like, I think y'all, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we any of us had actually finished it last podcast. No, we hadn't. But I went on to complete it three more times after finishing <laughs> it. I had a fucking weekend. Oh man, <laughs> last weekend wasn't it? No, it was two weeks ago. Ooh. Now I beat it like. Thursday night, and then started a new game Friday, and then before finishing that game, started another. Started new game. another. 
other one. So I had two because I I really fucked up going for the harder sequence breaks yeah. on my hard mode file. Yeah. It was just like, how about I not? How about I just start the entire game over? <laughs> <laughs> so I finished it like twice Sunday night, both files. Nice, That's so good. Um, yeah, it's really good, huh? God, like I I didn't realize the impression that game was going to make on me until I literally started a new save file yeah. the moment I finished it and played through <laughs> it again the next day in like one sitting. It was like, God. oh yeah, okay, goes down real smooth, and then like. Later that same night, I'm like, I'm not going to do any of these dumb shine spark puzzles. I can't use a <laughs> stick. It's too hard. And then, like, two hours later, I've got, like, 80% of the items. And it's just like, oh, oops. It happened. Oopsie poopsie. Sh like, shine sparking is actually like, yeah, like, it does feel a little weirder on a control stick. But they're so generous with what you can do with it now. And it's so much more expressive. Like, I've seen mm -hmm. people, like, find these alternate ways to get yeah. things, and I would just be like, I didn't think of that. I would never have thought of that. Like, there's that one mm. dumb one that we kept doing, the one where I did the slide into the ball, drop the bomb real quick. Oh, that's so good. Like, like, and I saw so many people do it different ways, and it was like, this is so cool. Like, when has this mm. ever been this expressive? Because shine sparking... This is not how that is not how shine sparking works. It in used GBA to be games. really restrictive because I think that they felt weird about giving the player that much control over something yeah. so powerful. Like, mm. they could easily there could be easily ways to break the game if you don't clamp down on that. And these devs were just smarter than that. Mm -hmm. That's so. They cool. the game seems to have an ideal philosophy of like. If you can shine spark your way out of the critical path, then do it. You deserve then, to. Then do it, and also don't blame us if it's too hard. Yeah, like that was my first. That my my first uh, real sequence break was accidentally like shine sp ball sparking into the area where uh, you get the uh, cross bomb, and I got that like super fucking early. But I got that way yeah. late in the game on my first playthrough. Oh, yeah, uh, it's, like, right yeah. by the end. Yeah, and then, like, I opened up so many, like, other, like, areas. I'm just like, oh, I can go do this now. Oh, and, we can blow this game open. Yeah, like, the way that this game has been blown open with sequence breaks and the way that the devs are, they seem pretty on board with it because they're not, the like, latest... they're not patching it out or anything. Hopefully not. The latest breaks are fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the way one you can where... break the last boss's aiming and shit. Not even that. There's a, the newest glitch is like when it gives you the melee tutorial at the very start of the game. Like go to the first main boss, mm -hmm. restart the game, do the melee tutorial again, go back to the first boss, restart the game again. Wh like, yeah, it, I'll show you later. It's like what does it and do? Then, and then eventually you you beat the first boss bet normally. Is when you restart, I don't know, it's something about resetting that cutscene accidentally, and then you kill that enemy from the other side, and then oh. trigger the cut and then trigger the melee cutscene again, which will permanently lock the camera in place. Oh. So then all enemies and actors are unloaded, oh. and then you can just go get the, the screw attack. Oh, that's Except the camera's still up. locked on that enemy. That's fucked up! <laughs> and then I've seen people, like, melee through the ground. Yeah. And, like... Like, the game's kind of busted. Oh, yeah, like, it's busted I in really interesting ways. Like, it doesn't sound like they're going to be able to do any kind of, like, out-of-bounds stuff, though, because they literally just hard-coded a, a death plane on top of that, anything that's out-of-bounds. That's, pro 
Yeah, I think this this glitch about the camera thing like ran into that where it's like yeah, because you have to do a shine spark at the end to end it, mm-hmm. and then they were just shine sparking out of bounds by accident. Yeah, like that was that was a thing. Like they they had a lot of out of out of bounds stuff in Samus Returns, and their solution uh, to that was just kill the player if they're out of bounds. Yeah. It's really good. Oh it's my really God. fun. This, this game reminded me why I love Metroid in the first place. It just put me right back in the headspace yeah, of like, being a kid, playing Fusion Zero Mission over and over and I, over because they're so fucking fun. I literally felt transported back to like Metroid and Super Metroid just Aww. in front of the TV. Like it had like you know in the same way that we talked about the opening to Final Fantasy VII remake and that, oh that my God. the way that that yeah. punched me in the chest this game did that to me in a number of times of just sitting around, like running through these areas, collecting items or like looking at, like, like taking in the level design to kind of appreciate like what they're doing here with the overall shape of rooms and things and how they use yeah. that. And like, and like how they use that to communicate things to the player and how very rudimentary, uh, very rudimentarily like the older games would do that. Whereas this is a little, maybe a little more blatant. Uh, oh, it's these- really, forceful in this game uh, these days but but it kind of threw me right back into that same headspace i kind of felt like i was just sitting there rediscovering something like super metroid all over again mm-hmm. and i was like happy to enjoy it as like a yeah. metroid fusion Let roller metroid, coaster. Metroid, that's, what I, that's metroid, what I thought it was all metroid needs to do is just be a good ass metroid it doesn't need to do anything Kind of, like anything that you hear about bullshit people who think they're smart and want to discourse about everything like what mm-hmm. you think what they think metroid needs to be and not to be metroid simply just needs to be just make it good <laughs> it'll this game proves that i think what i told a friend was like metroid just needs to tell it to be a good tell a good story and have a cool world to exist in for a while and yeah. at some point you have to turn into a ball Yep. <laughs> you have to have that ability. <laughs> I love how um, long they keep you from having that ability. It's so in this fun. Game. It's so funny because yeah. that's always the first ability they give you or you start with it and they mm-hmm. make you wait like like if you're playing casually and you're you know just kind of poking around at things. It took me like 2 hours to get it. Yeah. And it was just like <laughs> that was that was cute. And and they they make they starve you for it too because there are so many areas you get to and it's like if I could just crawl up in here, this escape would be a lot easier. It's really <laughs> smart in this game because you can slide. So yes. You can still get through those one tile yeah. things. Yeah. But you then just... you slide and go down a little ledge. Oh, now you're oh. fucked cuz oh. you can't ball up back up. I can't ball back in. Fuck. You can't you can't crawl up ledges specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't Metroid crawl up ledges? Why? <laughs> The um, uh, I was really happy to enjoy it as a Metroid Fusion linear mm. roller coaster, yeah. basically. Just yeah. like funnel me yeah. through this world. I'm having a great time, and then I finished it, and then I see all the, my friends like, "Oh no, you can really blow this you open!" Can. Like that's it's like, so that's so smart. cool. Like this game is made in such a way where like the critical path by the time you get mm-hmm. to the end, you'll have anywhere from like eighty to one hundred and twenty missiles, but there are two hundred and seventy five in the game. There's so many. It's like. Mm-hmm. That's bonkers to me because you would think that like because most Metroid games I feel funnel you through to where you at least get half of the power ups. You like I've seen people finish this game casually at like twenty three percent, and it's just like that's amazing because that means your game is balanced super well. Can I say um, 
this is such a this is such an interesting thing to me. Um, so Super Metroid, you have missiles and you have super missiles, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at at like the halfway point, missiles basically stop mattering. Yeah, because you yeah. want to hit up mo- un- unless the boss like like most of you either want to hit with the boss with super missiles or you want to hit them with charged like plasma beam or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, fusion super missile is just a flat upgrade that makes your missiles three times stronger. Yeah. Which uh-huh. which fixes that problem where missile t- you keep collecting missile tanks and they don't matter. Yeah. But it's it's a little unsatisfying. Yeah. It's a little like. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's my new thing, but it doesn't. It, it's not actually a new thing. Yeah. Um, zero mission. Super missiles are stronger, um, and they matter longer. And then you, you, for the super missiles, you only get two per pack. Yeah. So the the super missiles are still much more strong, but you don't get as many of them as you do super. So they don't just the bosses aren't just nothing but super missiles, basically. Yeah. 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 Um, Prime, you charge missiles and then you fire a missile and then it uses and then it it uses, uses like five, five missile tanks. Yeah. That's uh-huh. that's like probably my favorite approach of all yeah, of those. Yeah, it's a good it's a good approach because it means that the missile tanks still matter. Yeah. Okay. So this one, yeah. <laughs> you get the storm missiles, and you're using like fifteen missiles at a time to do these extremely dope attacks. It's yeah. extremely dope. It's a real fun. It feels so good. Yeah. So you get to the point at the end of the game where you have an incentive. To actually collect all the missile tanks. Yeah. The missile the missile tanks keep mattering through the whole fucking game. Yeah. Like like and, 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 and the way it's balanced is that like storm missile does less damage than a normal missile, but normal missiles are harder to aim. Mm-hmm. So it, it balances so out really well. It like this game is unbelievably smart. Mm-hmm. That was such a long journey, yeah. but I, I it's yeah. just like I thought you were gonna cut a few of those out. No, it's 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 a, it's a very long journey, but it's like th- this is the missile lore is important, Rhett. Shut up. All of the, <laughs> the all, this is like one of the few ones where all of the power ups feel useful. Yeah. Because in fusion, when you do one hundred percent, it's purely oh, for its own sake. Yeah, it's it's just for the number to go up. It is just, especially those fucking power bomb tanks. They're God, like power bomb tanks. God. Why? Yeah, Rhett. There's so few power bombs in this one because you get them so late. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you can get there, and like when you collect, like if you've got like because you can collect power bomb tanks way beforehand, yeah. but they don't let you have them. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. But but like you can get there, and like the first one you get, you just get two. <laughs> yeah, I think on like, some of my runs, I've only had three. Like, yeah. finishing the game. Yeah, like you don't need that many. Like, the, but you mm-hmm. you're you max out at fifteen, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is by far which is more ridiculous than you need. because you literally yeah. only need That's like so three. Reasonable. You literally only need three, <laughs> and then yeah. that, and you have the you have the pulse radar, so you're not using them as an X-ray visor like in yeah, Zero yeah, Mission. Yeah. When I got the pulse radar, I just went like, oh, thank fucking god. Yeah, yeah that's very nice. There's a thing like this in the game. Very mm. good item. Was super happy to see it. It's just it's just so smart with how it, like this is the one time where, like Fusion, literally is like. You you it doesn't even want you to collect go for one hundred percent until after you beat the final boss. Yeah, yeah, they lock so everything down to make sure you can't. Zero mission That's makes crazy. it like a super secret hidden thing. You have to go to this one tube and bomb it, which you would only think to do if you'd played super. Yeah. And, uh, and then that is what opens up the one hundred percent stuff. And again, yeah. you get power bombs like two screens before you fight the final boss. Yeah. So. Um. And this is you- the one. This is the one where the 
And this is the one where the final boss is really fucking hard and all of your power-ups are useful. So if you get to the final boss and it's too hard, go collect all the items. <laughs> and the game! Like, I, I, yeah, the I still so never... Organic. I fought the final boss for like an hour. Going back was yeah, never an option. I never thought about going back. Like what, what I went in with is what I finished the game with the first time. Yeah. And I just spent 40 minutes learning the boss. And it was fucking worth it. I loved it. Every hit mattered. Everything felt good. Like... Best fucking final boss of a Metroid ever. And that's what all of us did, Polly. We're but we're we're hardcore parkour uh, Metroid gamers. Yeah. Oh life. Yeah. yes. So <laughs> I will so say that's what we did. We wanted to live in that boss. But I'm yeah. saying that this is the this is like one of the few Metroids where the 100 percent doesn't just feel like a numbers game. Yeah. It feels like something that can actually fit yeah. into the shape of the story in a cool way. Yeah. 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 When when I I did do 100 percent on one of my files when I had everything i was like wow you actually do get a lot of health huh yeah yeah it's a lot. maybe having like an extra 300 would would help on the final boss if i really needed it <laughs> i the first one of the first times i was fighting the final boss i actually did straight up run out of missiles yeah because i was using storm oh i so did much. oh yeah i absolutely did because i was using the storm missiles so yep. i just kept running out of miss i i was like conserving missiles. by the third by the third phase i was like uh yeah. oh Oh, so then I stopped using storm missiles so much, yeah. and, I sw- and I switched over to like, all right, we're gonna get good at aiming now. Let's fucking go! Fucking wild having like that moment that John had of like, I've got a hundred missiles, and every time you do anything in this game, more like twenty more drop. Yeah, when am I, when am I ever gonna actually run out of missiles? And then it happens. And on then the it happens at the most perfect time. <laughs> I fucking love this game. It's so weird. I had the same arc of John of being like, like I finished the the first time. It was like that was a good guided roller coaster, mm-hmm. and then looking up the first sequence break and being like, oh, there's there's other stuff you can do. Yeah, that's cute. and then the last, and then seeing how much more there is like yes. built into the game or that people have like broken into. Because mm-hmm. like, I will say the one, the biggest knock I have against this is I think there's one boss that they actually lock you into fighting. At one point, mm-hmm. the, like the second really, the second to last really big one, right? Experiment, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. You, if you need to go farm health and items for that one, you can't because you can't. you're locked you're into just, that area. Yeah, you just get stuck. Yeah, so it's kind of mean to do that with one of the harder bosses. You think experiment <laughs> is a hard boss? No, 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 no. I'm not saying I think he's a hard boss, but I think it is one of the harder ones. I don't think that boss is hard at all. Like that was the like well, the easiest, most scripted fight in the game for me. I've seen a lot of rage against that boss, okay. not just on our Discord. Uh, yeah. like, I've seen people like like it is true that I have seen a lot of people like get really rolled by that boss and my brain just does not understand how yeah. because I literally I saw, beat it the second try. I saw someone on reset era not get the tell for the storm missiles. Oh wow. So the boss kept healing. Oh wow. So it took him like seven minutes to fight and they oh. and then they found out afterwards and we're just like Oh, fuck! Like you—it's—it's—it's it's, it's such a blatant cue, but because I thought it was really obvious yeah, too. Yeah, like it's super I, blatant. I, so my dumbass though saw sequence breaking as an opportunity to make the game way harder for myself. Yeah, obviously. So of everyone else is like, everyone else is like, okay, here's how to get the gravity suit and and uh, screw attack super early mm-hmm. to make the game easier. <laughs> my attempt was okay here's how i skipped the double jump and the space oh jump. man and and 
you have to get to them by the end, but I yeah. skipped the, the the storm missiles as soon as possible. Mm. <laughs> so I got to experiment without storm missiles. Oh, that's awesome. And without a double jump. Oh, baby. So I just kind of ate shit against the You have to eat shit park. against that, yeah. But they don't do yeah, a lot of damage, it turns out. They don't do a ton of damage, but apparently, like, you can faux double jump using the the cross bombs. Huh. Okay, I had not thought of that, but now I think about I it. I saw someone do a no-hit 0% on the final boss. Oh, that's fucking nuts. So they were fucking jump into the air, ball extremely quickly and cross bomb, jump up again, roll into a ball, and have the cross bombs push you up like four oh times, and then you can God. get over him. That's crazy. And I was just like, oh, yeah, I'll just eat the damage, thanks. Yeah, that's some crazy dexterity there. But the fact that the game has that level that of... That option, and like that, that, that is something you can crazy. do. So yeah, I did a zero... Not, no, I did not do a 0% run. I did a run without the double jump, though. Yeah. Which which got unbelievably hard at the very end. <laughs> yeah, I can see a number of places that it would. Specifically, spa- parts where you would want a space jump yep. and screw attack yep. in, the, in the ending. Mm-hmm. That I had to just learn how to do a bomb jump under time pressure. Under time pressure, baby! <laughs> oh, that's so juicy. If you think that is, If you think the finale is exciting normally, do it like 20 times. And still finish it like ten seconds left. <laughs> I have that. I have that shit memorized. I, I have to think so at this point. I love Metroid so much. Oh man, Metroid's so good. Yeah. So the fact that this game gave me like the regular roller coaster playthrough, and then the break it by skipping as many items as you can playthrough was like that's like one div- of the most fun things in Zero Mission. Yeah, yeah. it was just d- d- divine. It's so funny, though, because I feel this game is, like, kind of the spiritual opposite of Super Metroid, though. Because, mm-hmm. like, I will bring up Hollow Knight again. Like, Hollow Knight feels like the direct, like, Super Metroid is our god that we worship. We're going to oh, make a game like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. Where Metroid Metroid Fusion swung so hard in the opposite direction of being, like, I am a linear action game now. Yeah. And then Zero Mission and then this are, like... We are further refining the action game portion of Metroid. Woo! Yeah, in a big so way. Like, so I think as a slow-paced exploration game, Dread is literally not that. Yeah. But as a extremely good-feeling action game, it's like first in class. It's like unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's interesting that Metroid can have like these two games that are so fundamentally different in what they're trying to do. Right. And mm-hmm. both and both kill it. I think it's funny that Other M and Dread oh. both just wor- j- both just oh. worship the ground that Fusion walks on yeah. for completely different, different reasons, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So something I did, I did replay Fusion and the game's still real fucking good, y'all. Yeah. Something that came up when me and John were talking about um how the Emmys work in this game and something that like we thought was was an interesting idea or, or at least and like it's... on how like when you go into the areas where the Emmys are at you can still pause mm-hmm. the game or even when they've oh, caught you right, you right. can still pause the game and go to the map and look around and I like I really think that they missed an opportunity there I think that they should have dis- at the right. very least disabled the map um, oh uh, I think he, would... <laughs> I think keeping the gameplay going would have been even better. 
Um, but it's but it's funny. The funny thing is, is that <laughs> going to be the dumbest comparison to make. John, oh knows where I, John knows where I'm going. The <laughs> yes, the nightmares in Mary Skelter. <laughs> they completely disabled the mini map. You cannot enter a pause screen. You cannot enter a menu. You have to fucking go. You have to just like if you don't remember where you're going, so fucking what? <laughs> Figure Mary it out. Skelter. Go, was does, goes where Metroid was too cowardly to. And like, like, like it, it was something that like the more I Thank thought, you Idea Factory. Yeah, Idea Factory did like. If there was something I would change about this game, yeah. it would literally be like disable the map and disable pause functionality if you've been seen. Even if you it's just the one thing I would. Ch- what would you ahead. change? Um. So this was this is the one thing that stuck in my craw. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know the scene with the seventh Emmy. Emmy. Yeah. You know the scene right before the scene with the seventh Emmy? Yeah. That scene should have been way earlier. Like, they introduced the idea yeah. in that scene before the Emmy, and yeah. then immediately... Anyway, here's where that's going. Yeah. When If, they, if they'd just done it way earlier, then it would have been, like, intrigue that builds throughout the game. Throughout the game, But yeah. instead, it's just, it's just, like, introduced basically right at the end. Yeah, yeah. And then pays yeah, off, yeah, and then yeah. pays off again during the climax. I think that's absolutely... Yeah, that would have been a smarter way to play that. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my big big it's the shaking my fist yeah. or dread. Yeah. It does feel weird where like I paused to look at the map a whole lot in the Emmy scenes. Oh man, I just fucking <laughs> run. I didn't I I was I, I didn't even know anything about like for for like the first hour or two. I didn't even know if the mm-hmm. game stopped when you paused it in those <laughs> in those moments or if you'd see the map. It's just like when I got saw, I was just I'm out. Fuck it, I don't care. I'm going as high as I can, and if that's not the answer, I'm fucked. Well, this was mostly on replay, so like I would have yeah. a general idea of where I'm trying yeah. to go. So it's like okay, sure. I'm just gonna look at the map. Figure out like your platform, route, platform, get an idea, and then go. Just, and then execute. Yeah, I think it would have been neat. There's the thing in this game where like if you press on the D pad, it opens up a tiny version of the map, which is weird. And, mm-hmm. and then if you do anything, it closes. Mm. It's completely useless. Yeah, I think it should. They should have stolen one thing from Hollow Knight just to have an overlay of the map. Yeah, when you're that you could move around with, and then not even do the Hollow Knight thing where it makes you move super slow. Just have it just a toggle have, it be a thing. To have the yeah, map, yeah, and then and then have that be the only thing you can use in the Emmy zones. You can't pause. But that would be fine. That would be fine. That's a good compromise. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I have seen a lot of people have trouble with the Emmy zone. I think part of that is because they give you an update or the upgrade, the stealth thing. Yeah, it, it tricks you into playing those sections wrong. Yeah, yeah. I think that the game does not communicate some things very well. Um... I think it kind of does that on purpose because it's funnier to have people try to stealth through those areas and go mm-hmm. slowly when the answer is to just fucking run. Yeah, just run. <laughs> like, if you are in danger of being seen, like, cloaking last second has saved my ass so many times. Yeah. Like, it'll work. But you're it not going to just, yeah. like, you're not just going to, like, so good. you're not just going to stealth walk your way through those areas. Yeah. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think going in and stealthing is, like, the wrong way to do it. But I see people do it and, like trying to be methodical about that when it's just fucking right. Yeah, just go. Like, I ran like, like my life depended on it. Like, <laughs> I did not care. It was like, fuck I it. Think, 
they probably definitely did it for speedrunners. Like, I'm pretty sure the Emmy is always in the same place when you enter those areas. No, it like, it has a few red. I think that there okay. are a few random spots that it can be because you can get bad Emmy RNG sometimes. And like, if you go in, okay, like I've gone into it, and sometimes it's just like, oh, it's just right next to the door, and I'm fucked. <laughs> okay, but then like you huh. go back in the next time, and it'll be like up or down somewhere in one of the other vents. Mm. Like, I think it always like. Like there are vents that they go in and out of yeah. that that they will spawn in the like the immediate closest ones, and I think that each area has like three possibilities or something. Okay, it just felt like following the cr- the critical path. It's never going to be directly where in your path if no. you just run. Yeah, like if you just book it, like that's how yeah. I got away from most of them. Is like I never stopped. I didn't stop to think about it. I didn't try to fucking. Yeah play i didn't try to dance around with it or give it an opportunity to like pin me down so i can Uh knock it out i was just like i don't want any part of you my dude i'm (laughs) out and you know it's great Mm. that literally the entire game every time an emmy stabbed me i was like oh oh oh, no you gotta do it again oh no not not even like frust not frustration or like being sad about having to do again just Mm -hmm. like it just felt bad every time. It was like, oh, ow, 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 ow. Oh, oh, that probably ooh. really sucks. Oh, oh no. It like it 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 didn't like scare me, but it was there was an unease to yeah. it for the whole game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It definitely like because it's like they're so faceless and mechanical. There's an unfeeling mm-hmm. uh aspect to it. It's just kind of like this being this mechanical thing that is routine to happen. Like you will be pinned to the ground and you will be fucking lanced and you have there's <laughs> there's no feeling behind this at all. It's just this is the inevitability. Yeah. God. It's funny how long Embrace we talked about the game. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. Emmy. Yeah. We talked true. about the game for I think they're they feel kind of inconsequential. Yeah, to the overall thing, yeah. like what's actually great about that game, mm-hmm. and it's not the areas that through that you dash through to get through the, through them as quick as possible. Mm. I still really like the Emmys. I, I still, still feel I, like, I, like okay. I know that important. I bitched about it a lot last time with all the timing mm-hmm. thing and everything. But it's just like I, I'm to the point now where I just I never see that cutscene now because I I'm just good at evading them at this point. Yeah, like I you just book mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I, I, had my... a, I had a thought um, in really in in relation to that whole discussion of the the parry was that I think that the idea was that they did not want the parry to be something you could do consistently because mm-hmm. um, they thought yeah. that would make the, make it less scary. Well, it would but make it they... less scary, and it would like if it's something you, you can pin down to a science and do every time, then the, these sections become like completely inconsequential. <laughs> yeah, but but if you couldn't do the parry at all. Then once it caught you, it's like, well, that's it. Yeah. Instead, instead, there's that moment for me of like every time I like press the button, I was like, did I make it? Did I make it? Did I make it to me? Oh, no, no, of course not. <laughs> it's so, so it funny when you're really early. Attention. Yeah, right. It's so funny when you do it way too early. And Sam is just, just flails her arm out and whiffs. Just whiffs it. <laughs> I finally saw that and then realized I've been doing it way too late every single time. Um, well, it's because I mean, the way they tell to... you they tell you to do it when the la- when the light flashes and it's already too late if you're waiting for when the light flashes. <laughs> so they add like it's that's so actual extra. that's actual miscommunication there on the uh, their part. Yeah, I mean again, the game is kind of communicates a couple of things badly, I think. The the window is so short that if you're not like already physically in that motion of pressing yeah. button, it's not going to get there in time if you're actually waiting for the, the light. light to hit your yeah. eye. Yeah. 
The speed just, of light is too too like, slow. Like literally, <laughs> I, especially with TV, especially with TV delay though. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. The delay from T flash press button button input go in. You know. Yeah, like yeah. you're just you're never gonna make you're that in two frames. That, no. I don't begrudge it anymore. I get it at this point. Yeah. I, I, get, I get it. I don't begrudge it at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I play. I finished that 100% of Metroid Dread, and then I just I pulled up my G, my DS, and I played all of Metroid Zero Mission, mm. all of the original Metroid, mm. and all of Fusion. Mm. Really fucking good, because those are all the ones I could easily play on my GBA. Yeah. Yeah, so you were talking, like, good. Metroid Prime, and I'm just like, oh, man. I really want to replay Metroid Prime at this point. I'm replaying Metroid Prime. It's really good, Polly. <laughs> yeah, I like that game a lot. Mm-hmm. So Prime was the one I never like played much as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally did play it, and then I like as like a teenager, and was like, "This sucks." There's too much backtracking. Not <laughs> not just not just with the artifacts at the end, but just, like constantly throughout, it'll be like, "Okay, you got halfway through this area. Now, now go, go all the way back it. to the Norfair area." Like, yeah, oh, and collect this other thing, and God. then go back, and yeah. like, um, I don't know if it, like it's it's just very much not not the straight roller coaster. It's more like in Prime, your your relationship with the world kind of keeps spiraling outwards yeah. as the game progresses, yeah. right up to the very end. Yeah. Whereas with the other these other ones, they kind of funnel you through. Yeah, even Super like funnels you like it. What, like once you get to wreck ship, it's like wreck ship, Meridia, Lower Norfair, Torian. Like it's a very yeah. Like this game, like it is still like when you kind of look back at like I know that like uh, that kind of game and being able to, to produce that kind of game at, at that scale, I know that it's not something that we're unfamiliar with now. But at the time, like we'd not done something like that. Like Metroid bringing that to three D was such a scary perspective. And as somebody that like resisted that game at first, uh, because I just mm-hmm. kind of like, I could not wrap my mind around the idea of Metroid being in a three D world. It just seemed too overwhelming. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it took me a while to kind of cozy up to that and be like, Oh man, they actually were like way fucking super smart and ahead of their time with what they were doing with that game Absolutely. to make, to make exploration work and still feel like recognizable as a Metroid game. It's, it just feels fantastic. Yeah. Like every, every like everything about it, all, all the things with the physicality of Samus's suit, Mm-hmm. Are so cool, like the yeah. fog and the oh, and that shit's so cool. Flash when the charge shot is against a wall, like yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it's so then, funny visual effects yeah. like that holding up like fifteen years later. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it it absolutely More holds than... up. It is so wild to me that they launched Metroid Prime and Fusion on the same fucking day. That's insane. I wonder if they were trying to do that with Prime Four. And, and Dread. And Dread. That would have been... <laughs> what? Didn't they announce Samus Returns and Prime 4 around the, at the same time? Uh, they were close. It was, like, very close, was announcing those around the same time. Prime 4 might have been very first. Funny. Yeah, Prime 4 was definitely first. That's even weirder. But Prime 4 was literally announced when all they had was a logo. And they literally didn't know what they were doing. And were actually just starting to hire staff for it. And now they They didn't know who sp- were developing it. And now they've, like, scrapped it twice. Yeah, like I don't have a lot it's of so, hope for Prime Four. Yeah. It's so funny though that in the end, at the very start of the Switch lifespan, they promised Metroid and they fucking delivered it in a different way. Yeah, yep. they delivered it in a way that I don't think even they thought that yeah. it was going to happen. And guess what? I always like 2D Metroid more, so I was yeah. like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yay! Yeah, I'm pretty content with this. 
Yeah. Like I'm, I'm yeah. Like I love I, Metroid I wanna, Prime, I wanna, but th- like this I want to I want to think through Prime 2. I want to revisit Prime 2 and Prime 3 and maybe kind of give those another rethink. At least Prime 2. 2 is I just I can't. Okay, so I I've seen Go some ahead, defenses right? of 2 that would extremely tickle John's fancy. Mm. Two starts out as by far the most inhospitable. Oh yeah, absolutely. Location of any of the games. Yeah, absolutely. Like For, it is the, until. Go ahead. It is the most like fuck you, fuck the player yeah. of the games because, like, not only do you have like you know winding world that doesn't want to let you into the areas, and then you also have to juggle the light and dark worlds. Yeah. So like the <laughs> the critical path just makes no sense in your brain. Yeah. It, because it, it is just insane amounts of locking and key gating and yeah. then having to map between two different worlds where we're one of them the atmosphere kills you yeah yeah and it, and it's the only game with like for, forest you know uh norfair runs and and no and it has the boost ball guardian the worst boss oh! in a video game ever <laughs> oh yeah fuck that ball it's so bad prime 2 is the until um like Federation Force came out, uh, <laughs> Prime Two was the only Metro game I hadn't finished. That's <laughs> like, yeah, I did play pr- through Prime Three. I played through Prime Three first. I played through Prime Three before really? I beat Prime One. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I remember fucking nothing about it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of just washes yeah. over. I think you know? I think it might be a little eh, but I was like, but I also kind of want to replay it anyway. Yeah. So the defense of Prime Two goes that it starts off like incredibly hostile to the player, and then by the end you just feel like total badass once you have all the items and don't have yeah. to do constant light world dark world bullshit because you can just actually use the doors that are in the game yeah because they are wild you know. concept i know but i think it's interesting no like, i think it's describe... smart i think it's like it's a good i, I just it's it wasn't fun i liked yeah. the thing that i liked about two was that they weren't afraid to like give the uh actual combat encounters some balls like the like yeah. the combat encounters were super fucking satisfying mm-hmm. It seems like Prime 2's big thing is just being really fucking hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's hard. That's cool. Like, it's like staring at a puzzle box and making that those first few steps are just agonizing. Like antechamber cool. in a way. <laughs> Maybe. My, You want to know why I want to play through Prime 2? Mm. Because it has a giant, intense, really hard boss fight, a multi-stage boss fight against the Ing Emperor. Yep, Ing and Emperor. Then it escapes... <laughs> And then an escape sequence, and then yep. during the escape sequence, you have to fight Dark Samus. Yep, 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 yep. yep, yep. I just so like... fucking died during the Dark Samus fight, and oh! I was just like, I just wanted like I would cry. Game. Oh, I would cry. Yes. That's yeah, I what think, I'm here for. I think the final area of Prime Two is like my favorite of the trilogy. Mm, mm, like I can Sanctuary see that. Fortress, yeah, is Sanctuary Fortress is cool. Yeah. Everyone is like Prime Two is bad, but Sanctuary Fortress yeah. is so good. It's and a real good. That one is really yeah. good too. Yeah, I feel. I, I also. This is so funny, but I saw the clip of Samus walking away into the light and doing the little wave at the end, and I'm like, "Fuck, that's cool." Yeah, fuck, Samus is cool. Samus is cool, and that's another thing Dread does very well. It gets Samus a point. So cool. It gets Dredd. the. It gets the point across that she is a fucking yeah. badass. I, somebody mentioned it. Okay, this is kind of like slight spoilers for mm-hmm. Dread's story, if anyone still cares about that point. Yeah. You play a Samus in that game, and that's not an actual twist, but it could have been. Yeah. The way you have, like, the X or this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, this, this organism that copies and. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have. Yeah. So, like, 
But the problem is, if they had done a you weren't actually playing as Samus twist, it would have undone all her characterization yeah, being it, badass. Yeah, I'm they glad they couldn't have actually done it in this game. Maybe in the next one they could pull that off because Samus yeah. is cool again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, but they literally couldn't have done it in this game because they are working so hard to wa- wash away, wash away M. some. Yeah, like 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 where she is so lame. Yeah, the thumbs down, man. That's what I was known for. I was for. known for giving the I was known down. for it. That's my thing. God. What if she'd done that in this one? <laughs> it, she would have done it cool in this one. If yeah, she gave it would have been really cool. Down. It would have been really cool. Could <laughs> <laughs> you imagine? Not the game she gives Raven Beak a thumbs down. Oh, God. I just shit my pants. <laughs> like, I trust this game enough that they would have made it work in a yeah, funny way. Yeah, Absolutely. But having her narrate, I was known for giving the thumbs down. It was just... <laughs> I'm glad they didn't conjure the specter of Other M in any way. Oh, no, they just stayed the hell away from it entirely. Still one of the bonus arts you get. Yeah, yeah. It's Ridley fighting Ridley. Uh, of course. The most iconic yeah. scene from Other M. Yeah. I mean, what? What else would it be? Yeah. What else would it be? What else? Guy, guy in a tractor trailer. Don't you fight a forklift in that game? Yeah, you, you a fight a fucking forklift in Other M. The- Samus versus the Nightmare in Other M. Oh, and Samus god. versus the Metroid Queen in Other M. Oh my god. Samus versus Fan Toon. That's the moment. Fan yeah. I'm just kind of realizing that every notable boss is just from another game. Which was what makes it so dope that this game has exactly one fan service boss and it's not like a, yeah. a mainstay. It's yeah. not Ridley. Yeah. It's not fucking Ridley. I was waiting for that shoe to drop the entire fucking game. I was just like, when are you going to do it? You're going to do it. You're going to. You're going to. I feel like because they got it out of their system in the previous game they yeah, made. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Okay, but, but having taken a game off, 10 to 1 odds... Ridley's in the next one, though, oh, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I don't the know what Mercury, the story... In the next Mercury Steam was. All we know at Mercury this Steam point one. is that this is apparently the end of the Metroid saga. Whatever <laughs> that means, we know that Metroid's... Yeah. Like, the Metroid, the Metroid's role, and I hope, like, the Space Pirates and Ridley... Like, let's start over and do something cool and new. I, I, mean, I feel like... Do. I feel like trying to speculate about Ridley in the next game is weird because we have no idea what yeah. possible form the story takes. Where they're just like, oh, we're, it's not even called Metroid anymore. Also, the story's very good in Dread, by the way. Yep. It's yeah. very good. Yep. Barring that one moment that I it touched yeah. on earlier, yeah. I think it's de- yeah. delivered basically perfectly. Basically, yeah. Oh my god, the, the final I mean, it's, is such a good villain. Oh, it's such a good goddamn villain. God! Ugh. Oh, man. They do this. a lot of heavy lifting without a whole lot getting in the way. Yeah, yeah. I like, love when that, re- that, 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 that they, they wait to do the lore drop for like five hours. It's like, okay, you believe that this is Metroid now, so now we can <laughs> flex a bit. Yeah. Yeah, right? It's just like, yeah, there's not a whole lot of like exposition cutscenes. They just do the bare minimum, really. Yeah, that, that mm-hmm. it doesn't need... It, like, it, it, like it, this game knew exactly what it needed to do and how much it needed. Like, and... God damn. God damn. I want to go play I love it. Metroid. Ah! I love Metroid. I, I want to go play more Prime. I love Metroid so much. Cool. 
Is that a podcast? I think that is. I think that- We've ended two. We've ended two podcasts in a row on a lot of Metroid love. You love to see it. How cool yeah. is it? How cool is it that in 2021 we get to say, "Man, we just played a fucking really good Metroid game," and it was it was new. We didn't just replay Super Metroid or something. We literally <laughs> played a new Metroid game, and it was real fucking good. Oh, it does it does so much good for the old worn out soul. Let me tell you. Part of me is just like, man, Evil Auto, come take me now. The other half is just like, man, I could just go play more Metroid Dread. Throwback all the way. How you do it? I haven't been doing this seven years for nothing. John Thayer, where can the internet folks at home find you? Farawaytimes.itch.io. Hey. Um, by the way, I also um, I, I put... Atop the Witch's Tower, which is still one of my favorite games I've worked on, mm-hmm. into the Zeta emulator, so you can just easily play it in your browser. There isn't no any fancy kind of pants. DOSBox emulated. Oh, nice, nice. It's it's it is it is as easy as the like Pico Eight or Bitsy now, basically. Very just nice. Just dropped it in the chat. Very nice. So go give it a play. I, like I, that I will endorse that game because the block crushing puzzle didn't annoy me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Which is wild because it is a little hard. It honestly. is, uh, yeah, yeah. You got to make a couple of special moves there. Mm-hmm. Rhett, uh, I'm looking at the latest Metroid Dread Speed Tech, and they're just they're skipping the Varia suit now. What? And I'm seeing the player just walk through normal enemies. So I don't know what's going on anymore. I got I follow somebody that speed runs this game. I'm gonna have to check in on him. Later I got to show you. What... Yeah, you got to show video. me that too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Rhett's just like, Sinfo Gear, whatever, go do that. (laughs) I I will say, all the Samus being badass in this one did make me think of Hibiki. What? Oh my god. Because the Varia suit in this is, like, orange and white, and I was just punching his enemies, and I was just like, yeah, give her a scarf, take the mask off. Oh my god. Basically Hibiki. Yeah, basically. um, um, Rhett, the end in this game is basically just Heaven's Feel, so I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) It's basically just the same. I don't know what y'all are talking about. It's Devil May Cry three. <laughs> well, she is. Ba- she does. I can't, I did keep comparing her to Dante. She's very Dante in this game. She's very Dante in this game. It rules without the quips. She doesn't need to quip to make it work. Like she's just got the swag. Exactly. So go play Metroid Dread because it is um, Simple Gear, Heaven's Feel, and Devil May Cry three. Yeah. In like, one. In one. Extremely soft cast approved. Yeah. Like this is like. <laughs> This may be the most Sox cast approved a game has been for a long time. It's the most. For, it's the most. It's the most quickly a new. Yeah, game yeah. Like a new so game. Quickly, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think of like when a new game got that. Undertale. 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 Yeah. What was the last AAA game that got this? Uh, Near Automata. Okay, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah, yeah I still Automata. took a while to get to that one. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <sighs> whew. All right, but yeah. Like I said, uh, right now is the time when you want to start going ahead and start thinking about your game of the year list because next episode we will be telling you how to get that stuff to us. It'll be three games and you'll say a bit about each one. It's the same that we always do. So be sure to get into your mindset of getting all that ready because we'll be announcing it next time. So thanks again, everybody, for coming out. Thanks for listening. All that good, fuzzy, warm feeling stuff. We always appreciate it. We love you guys a lot. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.